Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. not been too great for me. I got rejected from UCLA and UCSD. We're already changing the world. If colleges want to support us in that grade, if they don't, doesn't matter. We're still going to change the world. Laura Ingram is apologizing for a tweet she sent going after Parkland massacre survivor David Hogg. Do you accept her apology? No, she's only apologizing after a third of her advertisers pulled out. She gets this really threatening tone about us that we don't have. They're pathetic fuckers that want to keep killing our children. We're people that just want to come, want everybody to come together as Americans. You can't get elected without taking money from child murderers. Why are you running? This is not a Democrat or Republican issue. What type of person are you when you want to see more fucking money than children's lives? This is an American issue and as such we have to work together. You are fake news. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Very fake news. God damn it. Gag free wherever he is. Get your car back out of here! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Hello. And this is Beauty and the Beta. I forgot that part. I think after... <laughs> How many times have I done this? 95, something like that. Probably get it right. Number 95, yeah. Yeah. Close it in on two years. I know. We should probably do something special for our 100th show. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to think about it. Uh, Anyway, happy uh, happy Easter, happy Passover, happy April April Fools. I realized uh, we didn't plan any shenanigans. Uh, Maybe we should have planned a prank or something, but... uh, don't have anything to go. Uh, I was going to say, surprise, blonde is pregnant. April Fools, everyone does that. But actually, the joke's on you. She's only, she just wants to be pregnant. She's not actually pregnant. Thanks a lot. Awesome. <laughs> uh, it was just the two of us tonight. Uh, but uh, good news. Um, everybody has been requesting Owen Benjamin, definitely our, our most requested guest. Uh, we're scheduled to interview him this week. So that should air next week. And uh, I'm a little bit behind. I don't have questions written up for, for Owen. Yes. Oh, I'm so, totally on it. Don't worry. Oh, okay. So you got plenty. I was going to say, audience, help me out and, and give me some spicy questions. Yeah, no, I started Owen, watching but... his sitcom, Sullivan and Son. So I've got lots of questions for him. Hmm. Okay. So we're good. You've, uh, you've provided, you've provided, you've made yourself useful to this show. How about that? <laughs> this is the first time though. <laughs> you, you took initiative. I like that. Uh, anyway. Um, f- so uh, for tonight, um, I can't believe it. We're still talking about David Hogg. Here we I are. Know. This is this must be the fourth week in a row, I think. Something like that. I'm sure our audience um, is just loving it. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I can't pretend to hate it totally, because if I hated it that much, we'd never talk about it. But this has become such a, a major piece of the news cycle. This guy is so influential that I, I have to. I have to. And... As evidenced by the story this week, his fight with Laura Ingram and his effort to get her uh, to to get her advertisers to walk away, people are on some level afraid to challenge this guy. Yeah, and that's by his own design. 
-hmm. look if i have to if we have to be the degenerates to do it if we have to be the the uh the, the people who are morally suspect by doing it that's fine someone's got to challenge I don't care. this guy i'll take that <laughs> he's he's it's so funny that he's accusing other people of being a bully this kid yeah. is a straight-up bully and he's yeah. on a bully campaign. And I think every public figure that has criticized him has since apologized. Hmm. I know Robert De Niro apologized because he called David Hogg a pussy. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't see that. Yeah. And then um, Eagles of Death Metal, is that what the band is? The Bataclan yeah, the, band? I, I always fuck up. I can't remember the name of the band, but that's the band uh, during the France attack. Right. The, Paris the lead attack. singer said something moderately critical. I don't know. And he had to apologize as well. Um, just stop apologizing. Yeah. Just tell this little douche to kick rocks. You know, the joke is, uh, well, it's not the joke. I would say Laura may be paying the price because, uh, because of her corporate advertisers walking away. We don't have corporate advertisers. So Woo. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it in full. Um, plus, uh, we'll take a look at the body cam footage in the Stefan Clark shooting in Sacramento. Uh, that's causing quite the fuss. We'll take a look at what exactly happened there. Um, and a Deadspin writer goes after, I know this story just has you infuriated. I Fired up about this. I want to ruin this chick's life. I really do. You guys are going to have to stop me. <laughs> do you have any more light, by the way? You're in a, you're in a special location. but it, My it computer like was running dark. really hot, so I turned it down a little bit, but we're okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, we'll deal with dark blonde tonight. That's all right. Sorry. Or and this French bulldog blonde. that's farting all over me right now. <laughs> so this Deadspin writer goes after um, this. For, I don't know. <laughs> maybe goes after is too harsh of a term. She's accusing the Virginia tech women's lacrosse team of chanting the N word on a bus. That's how she characterized mm. it. Sure. There's no surrounding context that we need to know. Is there they're singing a Chris Brown song? Yeah. So we'll take a look at that. Uh, crazy story out of California, a lesbian couple drives their six children off a cliff on highway one I think based on the circumstantial evidence, this looks like an intentional move, though police aren't calling it that yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> Reportedly doing 90 miles an hour off a cliff in, uh, in Northern California, coastal California. We'll get into that. And then I got some surprise cringe to close. Uh, so get ready for that. It's, I, it's not really a double feature. It's kind of a two part of the same story. What are you laughing at? My brother just came in here and farted and left. You guys are disgusting. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> it's going to be a great show, guys. He's ruining this very professional know, production. Of course, we will take super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting the show on Patreon. Thank you for email, emailing us. That is beauty and the beta at gmail.com. Remember, if you want to take the show on the go, listen in audio form, you can find um, not only the main show, the Sunday show, but extra material we do, in, including the Wednesday night call-in show. That's on the audio platforms. Find them linked in the description. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you're finding your podcasts, you can find us. Before we hop into the um, the hog story of the week it's it's to the point where maybe i need a sounder for that that's a recurring show bit. i know at some point we're gonna have to be like no more and i think that that point is next week basically no matter what happens i don't, don't want to cover he, this kid anymore he he keeps uh he keeps upping the ante you know he keeps doing something more and more impressive every week but before we hop into mr hog and uh miss ingram just a couple uh 
Interesting stories, quick hitters from the week. Uh, did you see, I take it you saw this Planned Parenthood story? Oh my God. I read those that tweet to my mom and she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this it's a Planned Parenthood branch in um, a local branch in Pennsylvania, Keystone, I believe. Yeah, Keystone, Pennsylvania. They send out this tweet. I believe it's very quickly deleted. It wasn't up for very long. We need a Disney princess who's had an abortion. Okay. Uh, remember, Planned Parenthood is not it's not. It's barely about abortions at all. That's not important to plan. It's, we need a Disney princess who's had a pap smear. That's what. <laughs> that's what Planned Parenthood really cares about. Um, but yes, we need a, a Disney princess who's pro-choice. We need a Disney princess who's an undocumented immigrant. We need a Disney princess who's actually a union worker. I don't know why they put actually in there as opposed to. Are there fake union worker Disney princesses? Yeah, like scab worker Disney princesses or something. <laughs> Uh, we need a Disney princess who's a tranny. Okay. I mean, how would we know, though? Uh, maybe, maybe some of them in the past were trans. <sighs> who knows? Uh, not, not, the, people talk this story to death. The tweet was deleted. I don't want to hammer on it too much, but it's just another example of, isn't there anything? Can't we maintain any innocence for children anymore? Why should we be no. throwing abortion, regardless of whatever your stance on abortion is? Why would we want to throw that in the face of children? This is how Planned Parenthood outlined their indoctrination of children. I couldn't even believe that it was real when I read this. What do you mean? They it was just like so a... brazen. I, I was like, oh. I can't believe they tweeted this for the world to see. Are, are these people serious? I mean, they're adult topics. They're, this has no place in Disney movies. Yeah. And it's yet another example as someone who, as I always say, I, I really struggle with what my own stance on the issue is. I've always said, oh, I don't know. I don't know where I stand, but I, I really hate these shout your abortion people, yeah. the celebration people. Certainly it's questionable whether we should be teaching children about abortion generally, but especially teaching them to celebrate it. Look, this Disney princess, she had an abortion. Yeah. You can have an abortion and meet Aladdin too, you know, <laughs> or whatever the take. And maybe is. they did have abortions and we just don't know. And you're right about the trans thing. Maybe Mulan was a lady boy. Yeah. Or Jasmine or, um, or bell or whoever else. <laughs> But yeah, uh, <laughs> so the tweet was gone. I don't know. It's, um, it's just, uh, you know how just long a, it was up. I think it was just a very short period of time. Like minutes. They don't, this account only has like 900 or a thousand followers, this tiny Planned Parenthood operation in Pennsylvania. But a funny story from this week. I saw something from, um, your favorite blondes disease sufferer, Chelsea Handler. Oh my God. People who are unaware blondes disease is diagnosed for, um, <laughs> Women past their fertile years who are childless. Is that a fair way to? <laughs> no, women that reach their 30s without having children. Oh, so but Chelsea Handler is 45. So she's like terminally ill with blonde Terminal blondes disease. Chelsea Handler has. <laughs> like Rose McGowan too. Yeah, it just makes them go completely insane. Yeah. So she's ripping, she's on Twitter ripping the president. The president tweeted out the second amendment will never be repealed. And she is responding to Trump, saying something to the effect that Republicans or conservatives are hypocrites for being against abortion, but not doing enough to make schools safe for which, which he says children who are alive. Apparently fetuses are not alive or in utero in the womb. Hmm. Kids are not alive, I guess. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's what she's saying. And, and uh, another account replies to her, goes after her. This is from uh, someone named California, Laura. Uh, saying 
you are truly ignorant of our constitution and what it stands for. Get rid of your armed guards and then you can talk to the middle class about feeling safe. It's, uh, it's children killing children. That's the problem. The home, the schools, uh, miss the signs, not the constitution. And this is, this is what I'm really getting at is Chelsea Handler response to this. My armed guards aren't killing children and don't have semi-automatic weapons. Mm, but they are indeed armed. So everything else is irrelevant. Well, I would strongly suspect they are, in fact, armed with semi-automatic weapons as yeah. well. Unless they're packing revolvers, which, like, as a technical matter, it. are yeah. not semi- But they're still the same different. One trigger squeeze, one bullet. Really the same thing. I don't know what kind of... Maybe they have um, muzzle-loaded muskets. Maybe that's what her... <laughs> or maybe they all have, I don't know, pump-action shotguns. That's, that's pretty sweet yeah, if yeah. they do, but... But uh, it's another example of another celebrity who is clueless about firearms, yet is surrounded by them for protection and wants to lecture you about protecting yourself and your family. I'm Very amazed sad, that she though. even responded with that admission. It's so hypocritical. And, and uh, well, it, rightfully, it looks like she got ripped a lot. I highlighted in the image here. Um, that tweet has something like 400 likes, 170 retweets, 11,000 replies. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Womp womp. So uh, anyway, very sad prayers for Chelsea Handler's Blonde's disease. All the best to her and her family. Uh, last quick story here. The Twitter purge continues. Tommy Robinson is the latest one to be gone. Ridiculous. So at first it was kind of unknown why, what tweet got him banned, but that's since come out. It, it also appears that this may have been the product of an organized uh, left-wing mass flagging attack on him. So there was an email that went out on March 20th from something called Resisting Hate. Uh, and the evening and the email sent to their listserv reads, good evening, resisting hate. Let's have another go at getting Tommy Robinson suspended. There's a link to his account. Cheers, Rowanna. So the, the speculation is that these people just went out and mass flagged him. It wasn't actually revealed until later what the tweet was that got him suspended, but it was apparently this one simply saying Islam promotes killing people. That's what got. That's it. Yeah. Incredible. Twitter doesn't do anything about people mass flagging accounts. That's how I got kicked off Twitter. Hmm. Or I guess it was, it was a mass flagging. Or, well, I guess it was the one, the one guy doing it over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, it's not going to help you get your account back. I really appreciated what um, Imam of Peace had to say about this. You, in this article on Dangerous, you can, you can see, you know, everyone's kind of reaction to this. But um, what did Imam of Peace say? Let me find it here. He said, uh, since 2013, brother Tommy Robinson had every chance to mock and verbally attack me, but he didn't. We exchanged thoughts and news through messages and heard each other's perspectives. He is harsh on those who wish to destroy his country and threaten its citizens. Hashtag I am Tommy. That's good, good for him. Yeah. Curiously, this resisting hate group has also been banned on Twitter at hate underscore resistance. Do you think it was for the mass flagging? I don't know, but I just, yeah. if you, tr if you try to look at that account, it's also suspended. I wonder if people counter mass flagged it. Maybe. <laughs> is that, what we're, is that how Twitter's going to function now? It's just a war of the flaggers until everyone's dead. It's just a war of attrition and flagging. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you ready? No, no, I'm not. I don't want to do this. Okay. Do you want to do a different story? You want to go into the Virginia tech thing first? <gasps> oh. 
fuck. Yeah, no, let's, let's, let's okay. get David Hawkins. So fresh off the March for Our Lives, which we discussed at length last week, in which he did his Nazi salute thing and we say no more how he delivered his lines so dramatically david hogg this all starts with um this whole controversy this week starts with a interview david hogg did with tmz in which he was discussing he had i had posted on twitter previously about his weird tweets about college rejection he had said With something the muffins. to the, yeah, yeah the muffin bit like i've been rejected by all these colleges but i ate a chocolate chip muffin so now it's fine the world needs more muffins update i ate an additional muffin update <laughs> you should try chocolate chip muffins whatever it said <laughs> and it has like eleven thousand retweets yeah yeah and everyone's just praising him strangely so he had he'd spoken about this college rejection thing previously. Well, he actually speaks by voice to uh, that, whatever that guy's name is at TMZ, like the guy at TMZ. I can picture his face, but I don't know his name. And um, by hog standards, I actually didn't think this was much of a controversial interview. Yeah. I mean, he, the, the, there's a couple things about it that I could say, but really, I don't think this interview is all that significant. But this is what started the controversy this week. Um, and again, I had to alter the footage because TMZ is very iron fisted with their copyright. Like some of these other people looking at you, American idol and Joe Scarborough. (laughs) Anyway, here's David Hogg talking to TMZ. Great for me and some of the other members of the movement, like Ryan Deitch, we got rejected from UCLA and I got rejected from UCLA and uh, UCSD. So it's been kind of annoying having to deal with that um, and everything else that's been going on. But at this point I was, you know, we're changing the world. We're too busy. Right now, it's too hard to focus on that. Are you a little surprised that schools haven't solicited you? Because beyond having a 4.2 grade point average, uh, you are doing important things. I, I'm not surprised at all, in all honesty. I think there's a lot of amazing people that don't get into college, not only that do things like I do, but because their voices just aren't heard in the tsunami of people that apply every year to colleges in such an economic, uh, in such a really impacted school system here that we have in America where people have to go into massive amounts of debt just to go to college and get an education. I think it's really sad, but uh, it's, it's the truth. So where are you going to go? I don't know. I I mean, honestly, I have no clue. I haven't even thought about that really. It must be a little disappointing given that you had to go through this kind of trauma. You picked yourself up and you created a movement that has really resonated around the world. It is. It is absolutely disappointing. But um, at this point, we're already changing the world. If colleges want to support us in that grade, if they don't, doesn't matter. We're still going to change the world. Oh, that is so stupid. I, I was just waiting for him to be like, you know, this is because I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his white privilege wasn't enough yeah, to get him in. Yeah, where's your white privilege, bro? I, I can't believe that. But in all fairness, am I really that concerned by what he had to say in that interview? Not really. I mean, he he implied that he was rejected because of his activism, which I think is very silly. Like uh, these are these are run by lefties. They're going to be they're not going to reject your activism. They're going to embrace and celebrate it. it. And I thought it was in poor taste to name the schools, too. It's like he wanted people to reach out to the schools Hmm. and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't accept David Hogg. I hadn't thought of that angle, but maybe so. Yeah, that there might be something to that. The other thing here is it seems likely that a lot of these decisions were made prior to all of this. Anyhow, I assume he applied long ago. The decisions were probably made some time ago and he's getting the letters now. In any case, 
I don't really care what schools he's applying to and where he's getting rejected. It's just the, the basis of this controversy because, and that's the irony is, I don't think anything that formed the basis for this is particularly controversial. What David Hogg said or what Laura Ingram said. So Laura Ingram gets on, um, gets on Twitter and tweets out a Daily Wire article on that interview. And she says, David Hogg rejected by four colleges to which he applied and whines about it. Fine. I mean, do I, did he whine about it? Eh, oh, I mean, whatever. I He's such a little whiner. She was right on. And, like, but the point is, nobody will take me into their college. Wah. I'm and even if I dispute that, is Laura out of bounds to say that? Like, this is no. David Hogg participated in a public interview. She's commenting on the public interview. That, that's the nature of, of politics, David Hogg. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. So he wants to be treated like an adult when it's convenient. And then at all, when he, when he pulled the child card, he'll do that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, which is really annoying. Cause he does, he does do that explicitly. We'll see that in a moment. David Hogg doesn't reply. I mean, look, if you're David Hogg, this is a great opportunity to rip Laura on something. This is a great opportunity to be snarky. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could have had some kind of, funny response that would have got a lot of witty repartee something like that yeah he's went for the jugular instead he responds with hey guys here's a list of companies that advertise on laura laura ingram's show pick a number one through 12 and contact the company next to that number and he does this and of course it ends up being successful i forget what the final number was i think it was like eighty-two thousand or something way up there what do you mean retweets Oh no, I was talking like the number, the, the, uh, the screenshot I have here is 56, 56,000 retweets, 129,000 likes. Oh my God. That's the power this kid has 22,000, um, Twitter responses. Um, but I was curious about the number of advertisers that have actually pulled oh, out. I think it's a third. I think it's so it's four of them. Okay. So a handful of them. Yeah. Uh, Laura Ingram, whether she had a change of heart about what she said or whether she was trying to save herself some financial pain um, apologizes and says any student should be proud of a 4.2 GPA, including David Hogg upon reflection in the spirit of the Holy week. I apologize for any upset or hurt. My tweet caused him nope. or any of the brave victims of Parkland. She lashes herself. It goes on for a couple tweets, but you get the idea. And <laughs> so David Hogg wins that. I mean, you should take that as a win. David Hogg instead, David Hogg responds, um, I 100% agree an apology is just an effort to save your advertisers and it's not enough. I will only accept your apology if you denounce the way your network has treated my friends and I in this fight. It's time to love thy neighbor, not mudsling at children. Oh, how convenient. There, there yeah. he goes. Suddenly David Hogg is the, uh, is the force for civility and respect and treating people well, you know, Pathetic fucker, child murderer, David Hogg, or at least accusing people of being those things. Suddenly, David Hogg is our beacon of of civility. That's that's rich, but it the the Twitter war is really um, secondary to a pair of interviews he had on CNN, which uh, if the tweets weren't enough to get your your blonde rage flowing, the 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 CNN interviews here. Uh, are significantly worse in my estimation. So this first one is a little bit long. Pause me. I might pause throughout it to comment, but Before I could... we, I do want to point out that this is what happens when you apologize to leftists. 
I just never apologize, even if you're actually sorry, because they will view that as a sign of weakness and they will latch on her real mistake here. She never should have written that tweet. And it was it's clearly about the scalp. You know, it's not about he, he claims it's about respect and civility. Well, if, it, if it was, presumably you'd offer some David Hogg. It's really just about the scalp. It's about claiming that scalp and putting it on display in David Hoggian fashion to show, look, we got another one, another one of those pathetic child killers. Uh, okay, she so, revealed her, her weakness by doing that. Yeah, I wonder if you could talk to Laura. She's, she's taking a week off, I guess, next week, her show. You is mean that forced off. vacation before they probably fire her? They did this to O'Reilly. I'm a little bit worried. Oh, no way. You think they're going to fire her for that? I don't know. That would be insane. That would be that would be a, a third a real of her advertisers shame. pulled out. This is no small thing. But they did this to, to Hannity previously with the Keurig stuff, remember? And then Keurig oh, yeah. came back. It happens occasionally. Do you think the Fox made her apologize? That that's a possibility. That could be a, an explanation. I don't know. I haven't seen any evidence of that. So Hogg goes to his safety blanket interviewee or interview interviewer, right? He would be the interviewee. Anyway, he goes to his safety blanket, Allison Camarota over at uh, CNN. That was uh, the original Emma Gonzalez, David Hogg, NRA's child murderers interview right after the shooting that famous one but they're back and they talk about um about laura laura's laura's comments and and david's struggles getting into uh into colleges all we're trying to do here is save lives and when people try to distract like laura's trying to do right now from what the real issue here is which is gun violence in america it's not only sad it's just wrong from a journalistic standpoint i would say that she needs to be more objective and needs to stand down because I am not the issue here. The Stand issue needs down. to be gun violence in America. Do you accept her apology? I, I want to comment on that even right away. She needs to be more objective. Why? What do you, why do you get to tell her what to do? I don't think she, she would admit openly. I, I run a conservative talk show. Yeah. Why does David Hogg get to dictate the terms on which she speaks? Why is that appropriate at all? He, he goes into that a little bit more, but why, why don't you need to be more objective, David Hogg? No, she's only apologizing after a third of her advertisers pulled out. And I think if she really wants to do something, she could cover things like inner city violence and the real issues that we have in America. I know she's a talk show host, but as such, she also has a responsibility to show both sides of a story. You know, it's literally. She doesn't. Yeah, right. One, she doesn't. Two, why don't you have that responsibility? Right. She's right. I'm an activist. She's a journalist. I don't know that that's. The distinction between these two people is really all that great. They're both people who comment on the politics or the news of the day. That's basically what they right. do. I would say to David Hogg, talk about it on whatever terms you want. Try to be fair if you want or don't. Laura Ingram can do the same and the audience can decide which one they like better. And I have seen no such criticism of CNN, which is the most biased news network. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, to, to go on CNN and say like Brian everybody Stelter, else. You need to be unbiased. You need yeah. to show both sides of the story. Wouldn't happen. Yeah. So anyway, and also she needs to, she needs to cover inner city violence. Yes. David Hogg, tell me more about inner city violence and how much gun control has done to right, stop it. Right. Let, let's see Laura Ingram's report on that. Yeah. Inner city violence stopped by gun control. That would be quite the story. I look forward to seeing it anyway. Carry on. It's only been five and a half weeks. And the fact that they're going after us personally shows that 
what we're doing is working. We have them scared, and now we have to go even harder. I want people to understand, we're not trying to take your guns. We're not against the Second Amendment. We don't want to repeal the Second Amendment. We simply want gun legislation in this country that allows law-abiding citizens to still own guns, but prevents people with a history of mental illness or a history of a criminal background. That law was in place. It's a simple yeah, it's basically He's status quo. Pre-existing law that was not enforced properly that would have prevented the Parkland shooting. What are you talking about, David Hogg? Sorry. <laughs> did you did you see Cameron Caskey tweeting this week too? He he tweeted out the First Amendment has several restrictions placed on it. The Second Amendment has none. Okay, <laughs> except for all the background checks. And- <laughs> except for like right. a dozen pieces of of federal law, not to mention state and local law. Yes. But yeah, no restrictions. And the no First Amendment is is virtually unrestricted. The, the, yes. The exceptions to the First Amendment are very, very narrow. Right. Very narrow. Anyway, keep going. Simple as that. We are for reasonable and sensible gun ownership so long as it's responsible in the way that criminals can't get it. Well, look, to that end, would you consider sitting down with someone like Laura Ingram and reaching across the aisle just for the sake of common ground and trying to find the solutions that you're. And that was the other part, uh, Laura, Laura's second tweet of apology. She, she did say, I would be willing to host David Hogg on my show for a productive discussion. Right. But he so just used ex- that as an opportunity to strong arm him. Or- yeah. And, but his explanation of why he won't participate in it is where it gets really infuriating talking about see i would like to do that but first i would need her to be more objective in the way that she talks about us because if you look at any time that she talks about us on her talk show she speaks only to her audience which is kind of what a talk show host does but what she does most of the time is she's like oh these leftist this leftist group is trying to take all your she gets this really threatening tone about us that we don't have oh, really we every, like we're people that just want to come, want everybody to come together. You can tell for a moment he realizes like, oh shit, I called them child murderers though. He doesn't believe what he's saying. Watch this again. When he says we don't do that. This leftist group is trying to take all your, she gets this really threatening tone about us that we don't have. We love every, like, we're people that just oh, want to come, oh. want everybody to oh, come wait. together as Americans and help us solve this issue because we do have to reach across the aisle to solve this. This is not a Democrat or Republican issue. This is an American issue, and as such, we have to work together. David, I am stunned that four colleges rejected. This is the part where she starts unzipping his pants. <laughs> she, I am stunned that colleges rejected you, David. Issue, and as such, we have to work together. David, I am stunned that four colleges <gasps> rejected you. What kind of dumbass colleges don't want you? <laughs> I mean, you've taken the country by storm. How do you explain this? Did they reject you? before the Parkland massacre? Or, or how do you explain this? They rejected me about two weeks ago, most of them. It was uh, UCLA and UCSD. I, the way I explain it is we have a heavily impacted university system in, in America, and I think there's a lot of really good candidates that don't get into college, and I think it goes to show that regardless of whether or not you get into college, you can still change the world. David Hogg, it's uh, always great to talk to you. Best it's of outrageous. luck. We'll be checking back in with you soon. Nobody's going to call him Thanks on so shit much. either. Oh, that CNN interview, holy cow, you're like in the dark cave now. I know, my computer's running so hot. Gone. I had to actually close the live chat. I'm sorry, you guys, but my computer's running really hot. And if all I right. turn it up more, it's going to kick me off the um, off the hangout. So, Anyhow. Um, Am I coming that, in clearly, though? Because I'm also Yeah, the, the audio is fine. It's just, you know, you look like you're in a cave. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, but that, that CNN interview on YouTube is is highly controversial the split of likes and stuff and the 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 reaction in the comments is is quite hostile to david hogg in fact good 
but that's that's not all. That's not all. There was an additional CNN interview with um, what's her what's her name Anna Cabrera, and he has a little bit of additional commentary talking about how Laura is this big bully and responding to the accusation that he is a bully. And this uh, this too is pretty interesting. What has been your biggest takeaway or lesson learned from this experience at this point? I think my biggest takeaway from this is when somebody, no matter who somebody is, no matter how big or powerful they may seem, a bully is a bully and it's important that you stand up to them. It's really sad. It's disturbing to know that somebody could cause could bully so many people and just get away with it, especially to the level that she did. The word bully stands out because some people are calling you a bully. In fact, uh, conservative commentator Eric Erickson, I want to read you uh, what he has said. He said, having someone apologize to you and then refusing to accept it unless conditions are met is what bullies do. What do you say to that? I don't agree with it. Just like Laura, she can have her opinion, he can have his. It's up to them, um, but I don't agree with it personally. Laura Ingram has invited you back on her show for a, quote, productive discussion. Would you consider doing that? I would only consider doing that and after she apologizes to all the people that she's hurt throughout her professional <laughs> career because of her, uh, because of her immaturity and unprofessionalism. It's not right, and I think she needs to apologize to those people that she's hurt. I will only do it when she sufficiently flogs herself. Yeah. Now, what I love what he says in there is, oh, well, you know, I don't agree with that take, but hey, that's his opinion, and Laura has her opinion, too. But no, the whole point is you're not allowing them to have their opinion without right. trying to enforce some kind of financial punishment on them. So, yeah. yes, I agree, David. You get your take, they get theirs. You're the one taking that extra step of trying to, frankly, bully people into doing what you tell them exactly. to do. And there's this uh, implied consent to being treated like an adult when you enter the political realm voluntarily like he has. I don't know yeah. what he expects. I mean, he's almost 18. Yeah. You, you want to participate in politics, you're going to get ripped. That's yep. part of it. You have every right to respond and you have every right to respond every bit as meanly as someone goes after you, which by the way, I don't think Laura's tweet was mean in any no. way. Anyway, at worst, my worst read of it is like, eh, I don't know that David Hogg really whined. He was just talking about it. Yeah. That's, that's my worst criticism of, of her tweet. It is not as though it's wildly out there or crazy or mean spirited or hostile in a, in a way that will damage David Hogg in the way that he's trying to damage other people. So right. the bottom line I want to emphasize here is there's, there's only one person who's actually bullying. So if you think about what Laura did or what she said, even if you think that it's out of line, she's just commenting on an issue that David Hogg himself made public. She didn't lobby for these colleges that rejected David Hogg to reject right, him right. to punish him or she didn't lobby for other colleges not to accept him. David Hogg is the one saying, Look, I'm going to hold other people hostage until they agree with me or do a set of actions that I demand. Uh, and then, and to your point, some other things that really irritate me, he chooses, as you mentioned earlier, he chooses to be a child or an adult, depending on when it suits him. Mm -hmm. Remember, remember last week we saw the clip, well, we'll go to teach the adults how to use democracy and teach them how to use a phone. And I'm this wise, you know, adult David Hogg. I have to teach the old people. And then all of a sudden he has this, this childhood shield. Oh, you can't criticize me. I'm a child. Mm -hmm. How dare you, Laura Ingram? I'm a child. Well, you got to pick one. Mm -hmm. If you're an adult, you get criticized like an adult. If you're a child, your political opinions are irrelevant. Right. So yeah. take your, take your pick, David Hogg, but you got to pick one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I don't have the clips handy, but the call for civility or respect from this guy, this is arguably 
maybe inarguably, the least civil, least respectful voice in the gun control debate. Yeah, let's think about all the things that he called Marco a child murderer. The NRA. Yeah, he called the NRA NRA, child murderers. Uh, And I guess he wasn't the one that called Dana Lash a bad mom, was he? Was that? That was Caskey and Gonzalez. But they are somewhat linked, and presumably he would agree. Mm -hmm. He would agree with that. Um. He certainly said that the NRA's child murders, like he said, he's told people that they have innocent people, uninvolved people, that they have blood on their hands. Oh, and he said um, they wouldn't even stop when they had children's blood spatter all over their face. Yeah, they're pathetic fuckers who want to watch more of our children That's die. What, yeah, yeah. what kind of person values money more than child than children's lives? lives yeah. Is what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I I'm not trying. I will criticize David Hogg for the things he said. Never will I lobby for him to have meaningful damage done to him in the way that he's doing right now. I'm not going to try to have people go into David Hogg's personal life and meddle in it or in any of his business ventures or his academic ventures. It's tempting. We'll talk about this in the next story. (laughs) Sure. Well, I get the desire for revenge, but let's say if he wasn't doing this, if he was just advocating for the gun laws that he wants, which I disagree with, there's no way I would go after a person like that. I'd stick to the ideas and rip him on those. But the, This guy being trying to make himself the poster child for civility and morality and respect. No, dude, no, I'm sorry. I don't buy it at all. I don't think anybody should. You're the worst of the bunch. You're the absolute worst. I know I formerly said that Emma Gonzalez is the worst, but I recant and it's clearly David Hogg. (laughs) Privately. I characterize this battle between these kids as like a game of Thrones type thing. Who's going to get the iron throne of the most hated (laughs) David Hogg is sitting squarely atop the iron yeah, throne right now. Yeah, but this right Twitter now. support I find so confusing. When I found out how many times that tweet about Laura Ingram's sponsors have been retweeted, it, it just floored me. It floored me. Like, he has he has a lot of popular support. He must. He has power. I or, guess. But I think it does it's power of, that, that's governed by people's fear. Maybe. It does kind of baffle me. I, I'm not a fan, regardless of the politics, I'm not a fan of what David Hogg is doing. This, What bothers me, on, and I see it mostly on the left, it's not exclusive to the left, but to, in my mind, it mostly exists there these days. It's this idea that if you disagree with me, it's because you're morally inferior. Like you have some moral defect and you're an inferior person and that's why you disagree with me and therefore you ought to be punished. And that's, that's the worldview under which David, David Hogg operates. If people did it on the right, it would bother me just as much. I don't see it as commonly. Yeah. I'm not saying it never happens. Although I'm you're going to pathetic to it. I mean, <laughs> I look at leftists and I'm like, okay, stupid or evil. Like you've got to fall into one camp. Um, so I don't complain too much about that mindset because I do subscribe to it occasionally. You could just as easily say that people who are pro gun control, even con- gun confiscation, gun banning, you could argue that they are um, in favor of equipping child murderers in the same way. You know, if you wanted to be as malicious as David Hogg, you say, well, you just want you want child murderers to have an easier time uh, because there'll be nobody to fight back against them. Right. So you're complicit in child murder, David Hogg. You can make that case. Is that you can how do we that. should play this, though? I mean, I, I oscillate on that. Maybe we should. Maybe that's we have to beat them at their own game. There is a it's case to be made. thinking. I'll give you that. <laughs> there is a case to be made for it. It's a question of um, do you care more about Again, process or outcome. You know? Outcome. If you, I care if you more about outcome. Them. I want to beat them. <laughs> well, as the stakes continue to get higher and people become more and more hostile to the First and Second Amendments, winning does become more important to me. I mean, it does. it is hugely tragic, culturally and socially, that the fractures that we have now are not based on 
relatively inconsequential negotiable things. We're talking about foundational values right. for our society. And at that point, yeah. winning does become more important. And that really concerns me because I often wonder if we just, if we simply can't coexist because we can't even agree on fundamental elements that make America American. I mean, yeah. the first and the second amendment, what is more American than that? We can't even agree on these issues. So how can we possibly coexist in societies when we can, you know, we disagree on foundational issues? How? I don't know. And that's, um, <laughs> yeah, that makes the case for losing with dignity and losing with principle a little bit harder to defend when I see the consequence as sacrificing the foundational values right. on which we've built society. That's you still have your principles, but at the end of the day, you lost, you lose, you've lost everything. Yeah, well, lost I mean, country, I've been, lost the constitution. I, I've been saying for weeks when we look at Europe and, and other places, as soon as the first and second amendment are compromised in the way that we've observed elsewhere, like that's, that's where I, I tapping out, man. I'm not participating in this society. Right. If I can't say what I want and I can't defend myself, sorry, I'm out. Exactly. And how can you Not even discuss that. the problems that exist in a country if you have First Amendment issues? It has to be protected. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is the great irony. People see the First Amendment as somehow enabling violence, like your hate <laughs> speech is going to enable violence. The reality is it's, it's the single biggest violence deterrent. Yes. It diffuses yeah. violence because you're able to sort out issues before they become violent, just using right. the words. But if we can't do that, then there will be violence. There will be more division. Um, but still, I'm worried about uh, any unifying principles that we may share with the left. I'm just starting to think that there's just no common ground here. Hmm. Well, we'll wait till David Hogg runs in 2040 or whatever. Oh God! <laughs> then we'll have the civil war. Then once David Hogg is the nominee. <laughs> Great. I look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Anyway, we should keep moving along, but I assume we probably need a break because we got to get into Stefan Clark next and that's going to take a little bit. Oh my God. So many depressing stories. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't interact with you in the live chat today, um, but we do need to take a super chat break. Okay, uh, Frank Underwood, social justice attack, social justice warrior attack pattern for Vox Day's book, Social Justice Warriors Always Lie. One, social justice warriors attack a statement or action. Two, they target apologies, apologizes, but this doesn't make sense. Target mm. apologies in hope of resolving the situation. Three, apology is deemed insufficient or irrelevant, increasing social pressure. Four, target is destroyed. Ugh, that's pretty it much It does follow that, that pattern as yep. though it's um, tactically designed. Michael Schlecht says 10 smackaroos for that hog action. <laughs> Use it for anything <laughs> else. And it means that you literally kill children. <laughs> Agent that was Flippy. a good one. By the way, as I said, it's pronounced Schlecht. Schlecht. Am yes. I, it's not, I'm not drawing it out enough. Yeah. He specifically requested that you draw it out as long as possible. Oh, God, you guys. Agent Flippy. Hey, Matt, have you ever thought about playing Xbox with subs, like playing for honor or rainbow six? Seeds? That would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, back when I was um, a video game YouTuber and streamer, I used to. I just um, Xbox to me these days is much fewer and much less in time than it used to be. And, um, and what is honestly, your time filled with? Come on. What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Actually, making this show. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, you put out but, two videos a week. Skag works like fifty hours a week. Um, and it varies. Um, but um, but the other thing is, video games now in my life are a little bit more of an alone time, like mental relaxation type thing. So I'm not saying no, but th it's just kind of a different thing for me now than it used to be. Less interactive. Um, Three-sided coin. I have given up on socialism. All hail unregulated capitalism. Happy April 1st, guys. A little disappointing. No fake ah. mustache or glasses or at least a clown nose. Did we do anything last year? I don't Last think year, yeah. I remember I was, we we assumed other characters. Like Mikey was on, Biggest Mikey was on. He played Daryl oh, Lamont Jenkins for like Red, a minute. I? And I was Steve Shives. 
Oh man. Yeah. Because of this show, I now have like two or three wigs that I will never use again. Yeah. Uh, Rich Ben, the hog and crew bullied that cruise kid and hog continues to be a bully. Also manly whiskey drinking Kirk over the fairy tale drinking Sean Luke, whatever fairy tea drinking. Um, that's not true. Uh, Mithrin Emerus, David cries out as he strikes out. He was bullied. He has bullied the NRA, Dana Lash, and others, yet whines when he gets a taste of his own medicine. Stop apologizing to cry bullies. Yeah, yeah. he really conditioned and he cannot take it. He has but he didn't get he didn't get anything close to his own medicine. Like he's dishing out morphine and they're dishing out Robitussin or something like that. I don't, that's probably a bad metaphor. But you get what I'm saying? Like he's calling people yeah. killers. He's right. calling innocent people and killers. Somebody and calls then, him a whiner when he's whining and he's like, oh my God, but I'm a child. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Loader, David Hogg is the Colin Kaepernick of protesters. Oh I'll God. save this for David Hogg. He's a better student than Colin as a football player. Wow. Yeah. Good. You know, good. <laughs> I, what's the scale on? Like, I was on a 4.0 scale in high school. So we I don't were know on, if... well, okay. So we were on a 4.4 scale. But mm -hmm. if you took college classes and got A's in them, then they would give you additional GPA points. So I took AP so, Bio and I may have gotten an A and then it bumped me up above 4.0 because it was so a So 4.2 class. is like really, really good then. I, I assume maybe they had another scale. I know at my school if in your senior year you took all college classes and got all A's. Ah, okay. So, but it's uh, quite good. You know, regardless, it's it's quite good. He's not, he's not a, an academic idiot. It doesn't appear, although who knows? Maybe the school, maybe that... Yeah. Maybe the school is another one of those indoctrination camps that we worry about. Who knows? Josh Han, did you hear that Trump said DACA is done since there is a caravan of Honduran illegals coming up through Mexico and Mexico is doing nothing to stop it? Did you hear about that? I've only seen people, a couple of people tweeting me about it. I think I have some emails in my inbox, but I've not looked into this in detail. Ooh, what's going to happen? I did hear about that, Josh, but I'm um, kind of just waiting and, and seeing. I don't think they're going to get in the country, but we'll see. Hmm. Uh, Captain Jack, we need to send Ben Shapiro to wrangle this hog. <laughs> yeah, really. I would love to see them match up. A hog versus Shapiro debate. Yeah. What I would I would like to, I'd much rather see Kyle Kashiv and um and David Hogg. Cause because if 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 he debated someone like Shapiro, the obvious response is like, well, that's not fair. You've got like an intellectual titan against a kid. Yeah, but he um is so narcissistic. He thinks that he can hang with the big boys and just enter the political realm and that his opinion is totally credible. I mean, he can't not only in debate skill, but in information level. Like he doesn't understand guns or current law. Right, but he's and acting he will... he's asking us to bestow that level of credibility on him. So I think that that would be a worthy adversary. If he wants to hmm. play this game, fine. Um yeah, but he Chen... won't until everyone apologizes infinitely for everything they've ever done. I just, I He's just so hateable. This is going to end terribly for him. I mean, I don't know what his, his plan is that everybody's, he's going to be beloved in American politics. Yeah. No, he's so, he's got the most punchable face I've ever seen. <laughs> People are just going to hate his guts. And if he does, I this disavow, for a few more weeks. I disavow. I just picture him on top of that throne, like eating his grapes, Laura Ingram and the rest, like lashing themselves. Is that I'm enough? Sorry. Is that enough? Lord hog? And he's a oh, hundred more. And we'll discuss our debate perhaps. And he's just popping grapes. You know, that's kind of the scenario. Yeah. Uh, Rainer Chen, weekly donation to my favorite Sunday show. Nothing meaningful, sensible, or smart to say this time. So I'll just say this. Ban all guns and repeal the Second Amendment. Thank you for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Jason Morton, love the show, guys. Sox fan, but still love you, Matt. Thank well, I you. Saw they, I, haven't, uh, I didn't pay attention to the, to the White Sox, but I saw they have won. I don't know if they won today. They won at least two games. Good for the White Sox. Yeah. Go Sox. Baseball's back. That's cool. 
baseball, eh? Um, Alan Thomas says, hope you go over to the New York Times video they made of uh, Stephen. Is it Stephen Clark spelled with an O? Stephen Clark. S-T-E-P-H-O-N. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Stefan. It might be Stefan. Stefan or Stefan. Um, it's so incredibly manipulative. We're going to talk about this coming up next. Um, and let's just do two more right now. Boogie917, Boogeyman917. Listen to Tim Pool earlier, and he posed the question of, did Hogg break Twitter rules in what he used to, in using his followers to attack Ingram since he gave out her Twitter handle? Seems like he did. Ah, oh, that didn't occur to me. And if but the you, roles were reversed, I think there would be punishment. I would expect. Yeah, of course. But it's not like we are holding out any hope that Twitter's unbiased. So yeah. um, I'm going to circle back to everybody else. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to go with Stefan, although I have not verified that. But I'm going to go with Stefan Clark. That PH is confusing. I think it's Stephen just spelled stupidly. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I have I'm no going idea. with Stefan. That's I'm, I'm sticking to it. So there have been protests ongoing in Sacramento and across the country because this actually happened going on two weeks ago. Uh, it was actually the evening of March 18th. But what changed this week is we actually got some body cam footage and some autopsy information and a better idea of what actually happened. So in the evening of March 18th, Sacramento police received a report of a suspect who was uh, reported to be breaking car windows in the Meadowview neighborhood. Uh, according to police, uh, and as it appears in the helicopter footage tracking him, we'll see some of that. Clark was breaking windows and tracked to the front yard of his grandmother's home. Yes. Uh, officers confronted Clark and ordered him to stop and show his hands. Uh, Clark fled to the back of the property at that point. In the backyard, uh, an officer, one of the officers, he's, he's being pursued by two. One of them believes that he sees uh, uh i've got coors burps so <laughs> believes that he sees uh, uh a gun that stefan clark has a gun and he yells gun show me your hands gun 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 uh according to police this, according to the description from these guys it's hard to tell from some of the footage it's sort of dark and it's not an ideal angle but they say before being shot clark turned and held an object later to be discovered as a phone uh, and extended it in front of him in a way that they believed uh, was a gun. And and they also say he moved towards them. They fired 20 rounds in about five seconds. A private autopsy was conducted. And the results were just released on Friday. They found that Clark had been shot eight times, six in the back. Um, after the, after the shooting, uh, after shooting Clark, the officers waited five minutes before approaching and handcuffing him. Uh, later at the scene, body cam footage shows officers saying mute and muting their cameras. We'll see that as well. The, um, the Man, original, I know I'm going to get blasted for what I think about this. People are going <laughs> to hate it. Ugh. Probably hate me too. Cause I'll probably try to be as fair as I possibly can. Yeah. I'll splint uh, splinters in your ass from fence sitting. Yeah. The, uh, the original police statement the day after, so March 19th, said Clark had been seen with a toolbar. Later that evening, they revised their statement to say Clark was carrying only a cell phone and not a toolbar when he was shot. Police added that Clark had used either a concrete block or an aluminum gutter railing to break a sliding glass door one house over from his grandma's house. And they believe Clark broke windows on at least three vehicles in the area. Sacramento police are now conducting a use of force investigation. They've placed both officers involved on administrative leave. California attorney general Xavier Becerra says he will provide independent oversight to this investigation. The county coroner's report is yet to be released. So let's have a look at what the body cam footage um, actually looks like. And then some of the reaction and then also that mute moment that people are fired up about uh, in addition to some police explanation for what that might actually be. 
We're letting the video play in real time from here on. Within a few seconds, someone has spotted Stefan Clark. And officers begin running. This is where the sheriff's chopper video begins. As the two officers run, guided by the chopper, Stefan Clark climbs on top of something and jumps over a fence. And unbeknownst to police, into his grandmother's backyard. Eight minutes have now elapsed. Clark moves up the driveway, looks inside the car, and spots the officers. Hey! Show me your hands! Stop! Stop! Eight and a half minutes have elapsed. Twenty shots fired in five point zero seconds. Show me your hands. Let's see your hands. Five seven. He's down. No movement. We're gonna need additional units. Okay. And then we'll get to this mute moment. You have any immediate reactions? I mean, okay, he's clearly breaking into cars. All right, that much we've established, right? Um, I should I should have spent more time reviewing the footage because I'm I'm a little bit unclear if it's confirmed to be viewable on the helicopter footage or if it's just according to police testimony or police statement. But that was infrared, but, right? It looked like he was going from car to car and then he saw well, the police. one we saw was his was at his grandma's house in that no, footage. No, no, but before before he according, was in pursuit and then he got to his grandma's house, he thought he was home free. Yeah, according to police, they believe he had broken windows on three cars. Uh so. yeah, I I believe them. He was running from the police. It was nighttime and then he tried to approach them with his hand forward and he had an object in his hand this is like clearly what's going to happen did he deserve it no but obviously they were going to react this way i mean i see definitely how this happened yeah um i'll save my full commentary until we're after until after we're done watching this mute footage but initial reaction is one that's a lot of bullets it is but there were several occasions on which he had ample opportunity to comply with police orders. He did not. They told him to stop like eight times, I think. And it, I mean, it's hard to argue he didn't hear it or didn't understand it. It he was said, several stop, times stop, stop, and it was your quite hands loud. In the air, put your hands in the air. Stop, stop, stop. He's got a gun, 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 yeah. and a bunch of shots. Like, I yeah. don't, this, I'm not going to say that this justifies the police action in totality, but what were they supposed make to do sure, though? They're want, supposed to wait and like get a little closer to see if it's a phone or a gun. He was, he was fleeing from the police after getting caught committing a felony. Yeah. You want to make sure this doesn't happen. If it's me, hands up, lay hands on the ground, up, lay on the ground. Yeah. whatever. Like that, that doesn't happen now, but there, there's more to this story. Um, and uh, I'll try to be as fair uh, basically, I'm going to try to be as fair as I can applying criticism to basically all parties involved here. I don't think anybody is um, is is totally without criticism. So we'll get to that after we listen to this this muting controversy here. 
emotionally charged press conference Monday, Sacramento's NAACP chapter president highlighted a question that has left many in the community unsettled. Why was the audio turned off after the shooting? What's the protocol for turning off the audio? Benny Williams is referring to this moment, roughly seven minutes after Sacramento police fatally shot unarmed Stephon Clark mm -hmm. in his grandmother's backyard. In both body camera videos released by the Sacramento Police Department, an officer can be heard saying, hey, mute. Then the video goes silent and officers talk among themselves. Police say it's under investigation why the mute button seen here was used, but add there are a wide variety of reasons when officers have the ability to mute or deactivate the body cam altogether. For example, uh, tactical consideration and or confidential information being shared or uh, briefings uh, between the officers. We will look at yeah. this incident and determine if it was an appropriate uh, response to utilizing the mute button. No, I mean, this was clearly a CYA thing. I mean. See, uh, I'm not Co clear on the your ass. Oh, gotcha. I mean, they were like, we need to mute it so we can all talk about how this happened once they found out he was unar unarmed. But I mean, they shouldn't have done that. They needed to operate with the utmost transparency after this happened. Because uh, I think you can see with the body cams that they really did believe that he had a gun. Yeah, I don't, um, I, I'm not as concerned with the muting controversy as a lot of people seem to be. I mean, I, yeah, that's if, the only part that I have a real problem with. Really? That's interesting. I mean, to me, it's like if it was, if this was all some cover up to hide some like racist motive of a murder or something, I mean, they've been transparent to the utmost extent aside from that. I mean, what, what, what would they say? Do we expect they say like, good job killing that black guy? Uh, no, I think that they just wanted to all talk, tell their individual story about what they thought was going on. Then the question is, is that a violation of existing protocol? We don't know that. Right, right. And if it's not, then I don't think that's a reason to blame the officers. Maybe you think the policy's bad and you'd like to see it changed, but that's not necessarily the officer's fault in that case. Do you want to offer thoughts? For, I, I'm, as I said, I'm going to try to apply some criticism to everybody here. But if you have thoughts, I mean, that. this is this is like a variety of other shootings we've seen. I will say that um, the I can't remember the guy's name, the one in the hotel. This is not akin to, to that. That was a, a horrible miscarriage of justice. Oh, he had his hands the, in the um, air and they just shot him, you know, as he was yeah, like, don't, that, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. Yeah, that crazy crawling one. Uh, yeah, I mean, this guy under the veil of night was committing felonies, running from the police and then approached them with something in his hand. Yeah, dude, you're going to get shot and killed. I like, and, and naturally everybody riots because that's just, you know, what they do. Yeah, and I, I don't have footage of the protests, but yeah, it's they shut down an NBA game. They're marching in the highways. They're doing all the usual stuff. Mike, I mentioned it already. Daniel Shaver, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Criticisms for Clark are pretty, pretty straightforward. One, don't be a criminal. Um, yeah. I, again, there's a little bit of assumption there. I'm comfortable with the evidence in saying he was probably committing some type of criminal activity. I'll allow for a little bit of doubt. That obviously, there hasn't been due process. We haven't. Um, found that to be with certainty. But if you're not a criminal and the police say, hey, stop what you're doing and let us talk to you. Very simple to go. Yes, sir. I am not a threat and I wish right. to comply with you. So don't disobey police orders and run away from the police. And then <laughs> if you fail to do those things and you're in a situation where police have guns drawn on you. You lay on the ground. Do not make any kind of yeah. gesture or movement that suggests you have a weapon or any kind of sudden movement or anything. 
I will say what I think the real problem here is the the black culture of of distrusting the police and then mm -hmm. police culture of fearing the black community because they distrust the police. So what we're seeing now is people acting more erratically than they otherwise would, partially because the media is telling the black community that police are murdering them indiscriminately. And yeah. so the black people are refusing to comply with police orders. So yeah. it's really compounding these existing problems. Some criticisms for the cops. Um, I say this with full acknowledgement that I can't imagine how difficult this scenario that they were put in must be. I would say only that that I would hope that maybe there's a better way to assess whether someone's armed or not. But man, it was dark. There like that's a momentary no decision. I can't put a ton of fault the on them for that. Fired? But it was hard for me to tell who. I mean, there were two there, of, and they both fired. They both fired. So one of them that's, said yeah. "gun," and the other yeah. one reacted to him saying "gun." I mean, you only have you only have a split second. You see something in his hand. He's been running from you. He's yeah. approaching you now. It's nighttime. I don't like, know. I don't know what the protocol is there. I mean, yeah, that's the, the, the more substantial criticism that I would have um, and I would like some explanation of is at least I've not seen so far. It's not entirely clear why no assistance was offered to him for five minutes after the shooting. So according to the autopsy. Clark I mean, died he was clearly dead. Yeah. Well, that, but that's, that's the thing is it wasn't like, according to the autopsy, it wasn't like a headshot, a heart shot. Like it wasn't an immediate death and you can actually see him crawling a little bit. Um, he died due to a combination of blood loss, acute respiratory arrest and hypoxia, which means not enough oxygen reached his brain. So in other words, as I said, the cops didn't get him immediately there. I don't know if he could have been saved or not, but he didn't die on the spot. And for whatever reason, assistance was not provided to him in that five minute window. I mean, maybe they thought that he reported. was still an active threat if he was still crawling around. It takes five minutes to assess that. I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that either. Yeah. So that has, I have some questions about that criticisms for the protesters. Look, maybe there are some policy, maybe one policy wasn't followed here Two, Maybe there's bad policy in place here, but I'm really tired of everybody saying this is a race thing. I don't see any evidence of a racial issue here. Right. And I, I also haven't seen any evidence that they broke any kind of protocol. Yeah, we'll have to find out what the investigation says, but everybody's all out in the streets saying cops kill black people. I don't know, man. We can't argue and counterfactuals, but take this take this scenario make a hypothetical in which everything is the same but for the color of his skin i'm not convinced the outcome is different i'm sorry oh no if this was a white guy the same thing would have happened for sure yeah it doesn't matter Did they even know matter. he was a black suspect i think that was part of the report but i mean he was he was in a hoodie hood up like all you know could have been could have been anybody this this was behavior based Right. Whether it's justified or not, this was behavior-based. This is not race-based. Yeah. At least I don't see any evidence of that. If you have some if you, evidence of it. If this is a white guy, do you think that it even would be on national news? Well, that's another good question. Yeah, would this even be news? You know the answer. You wouldn't that. have the riots and the protests. I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't say, I, sh I, should, you, I always get annoyed when the news calls per, uh, riots protests. So I should be fair and say they're... What I've seen, there hasn't been a lot of destructive activity. Maybe it's fair to call these protests as opposed to riots. At least, at least that I've seen. Maybe if people have evidence of property destruction or, or violence, um, I'm, I'm happy to look at that. But um, I'd call the protests that I've seen dumb and ill-advised, but I don't necessarily know that they were you know, criminal in nature. Um, but, but that's all I got. There's going to be more information coming out once we get uh, the coroner's report, the police investigation. Uh, um, and I know there's some criticism too, for the police shouldn't be investigating themselves. Well, we do have AG oversight. We've got California justice department oversight. So 
They're, I'm not really sure what how much more information we could get from this is going to change things, though. Yeah. Like, would it really change things for you if you knew that they had violated police protocol? I would just be like, well, then protocol's yeah. stupid. Here's I'm the fine other, with how they conducted themselves in this. Here's that, the other question I have for the cops is they say that that he basically made a move towards them, and that was kind of that in addition to thinking he had a gun is the reason for the shooting. But how then did, did he get shot in the back that many times? What, how, what was their positioning? So they were coming, it looks like in the footage, they were kind of coming around that corner into the backyard. Together, they were. It, it looks like, we could take a look at it again if you want. What if he spun around during, while the Yeah, I mean, maybe he lunges at them and then makes a quick I would like know, to see turn, this again if that's possible. Turn around. Hey, let me, um, the footage is really. It was hard to tell, yeah. It's really hard to tell, but we can take a look again here. So they're coming around the corner there. You can see they're both basically leaning around that corner. Oh, and he's somewhere, yeah. you know, to their left. And then I don't know you ever actually get a See, you don't you can't really see what what move Clark himself actually made. I bet what happened was they shot him and disabled him almost immediately and then some of the shots in the back were when he fell on the ground and he was laying on his stomach. That's true. I mean, maybe the they yeah. said two one at least one or two were in the front so it's possible you take one in the front and get turned yeah. and then and the they, they were the clearly shooting him when he was already on the ground i think yeah that's what it looks like yeah, yeah. so i uh i can't wait to hear why you're a racist and i'm a cuck that's the, <laughs> that's the outcome of all of these things yeah um but yeah uh, we'll, we'll see what happens yikes we have told this story way too many times. How many times have we covered a similar story? It's they do follow a similar fact pattern. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, but then they use these stories. The mainstream media uses these stories to tell the black community that this is evidence that they're being picked off by police. Yeah. And it just creates all the same problems. I mean, yeah, how much sure. do you think that the media covering these stories in the way that they do are aggravating an existing problem? Yeah, it creates a culture of distrust. And, um, and I think you're right. I think... There's probably some case to be made that perhaps the, the police were a little bit trigger happy in this case. Um, no, or I'm, not, I'm not willing to concede that. I mean, they clearly thought their lives were in danger. They clearly thought he had a gun. I'm definitely not saying that that's an irrational thing for them to think. Um, we'll but see. I, but I, I mean, I'm open to new evidence. But from what I've seen, this seems relatively clear cut. Let's put it this way. Like if I'm if I'm a cop in you know one of these dangerous neighborhoods like this and I know the culture of distrust that exists and the threat that exists in my life. I can understand why you don't want to take chances. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this obviously is something that's horrible for these cops that they'll have to live with for the rest of their lives. The, the, the idea that they're, that they're sitting around thinking like, you know, eating their donuts and thinking like, ah, oh, good kill. Yeah, yeah. We got another one. No. That's not no. what's happening. They are they are ruined for their lives. They will think about this every day. Every day, knowing that they killed somebody. Yeah, they don't want to do stuff like this. Being a cop would be a really difficult job, especially today. Yeah. Um, before so. we move into the next door, we've got so many super chats. Sure, sure. Yeah, and then we got, uh, what do we got next? Oh, it, oh, man. You know what I forgot? Actually, the one thing I want, I, there was another piece to this story. Oh. Which was the nurse. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of applying pressure to people for their political opinions, um, this story out of, well, also out of California. Let me find it here. So th there was a, there was a woman who, who was a nurse in the labor and delivery department at Roseville medical center, Roseville in Northern California. Uh, and she has been fired for commenting on Facebook. She wrote the comment. Yeah, but he was running from the police, jumping over fences and breaking in people's houses. Why run? He deserved it for being uh -huh. stupid. 
that comment caught the attention of activist Christina Arachiga, who said um, she made her own post on Facebook in a write-up called Racist Nurse at Kaiser Roseville, the hospital. She said, people of color are unwittingly entrusting their infants to this woman and their insurance dollars are paying her salary. Uh, Interesting how just saying running away and being stupid means you deserved it. How is, I don't understand how that's racist. You might think that it's wrong, but I don't see. No, how that's I mean, and, and tell me how she's wrong. I mean, I wouldn't go so far to say as he deserved it. You know, he deserved it. But I mean, this was the, the obvious outcome of his, you know, sequence of behaviors. Like this was clearly what's going to yeah. happen. There's I probably mean, a more nuanced way to describe it, but yeah, I don't think it's so insanely off base that she has to be ruined. Yeah, but I also think that in this day and age, you have to expect to be fired posting something like that online. Like we live in a political climate where you simply cannot state plain truths like that or you're going to get fired. So after this write-up, Kaiser Permanente says, um, they released a statement saying, she, uh, Kaiser, Permanente, Kaiser Permanente does not tolerate hate or discrimination and has a long history of embracing diversity and inclusion. Ugh, it remains a place uh, where... We welcome everyone. We want to emphasize that the comments expressed by this employee who is no longer with the organization do not in any way reflect Kaiser Permanente's views or actions. Again, I think that's a mischaracterization. I, I don't see the, the... What did she say about race in that post? Or diversity yeah. or any of that. It, it was not... She didn't say he was black. He deserved it. Yeah. That's not what she said. It's a mischaracterization to say that, um, that that's what she said or that's what she meant. Uh, reportedly the nurse has contacted an attorney about a defamation lawsuit. Um, but again, she's gonna the, lose. well, I mean, she can, she could demonstrate that somebody, I hope I guess, that she wins and that it creates a precedent for these kinds of things. But I mean, we all have to accept that this is the world we live in where we can get fired for minor transgressions. Um, did yeah, you see and I hate Lindsay that culture Pepper's new video where she denounces the left and she's like, I'm not a leftist anymore. No, I haven't even seen it. I should check it out. It's Excellent. I mean, she talks about how the left is removing nuance because it's inconvenient for them. And I think that that's really what we're seeing. And this nurse, I mean, of course she was right uh, and she shouldn't be fired for this. But this is the world we live in where our employers um, don't operate within a realm where nuance is appreciated. You know? Yeah, they, it sucks. They, I, hate, yeah. I hate this culture. I'm um, not really sure how much we can do about it, though. Yeah, I wish I wish I had a plan to fight it. Um, yeah. The only thing I can do is say that I will not ever lobby to have somebody punished in their private life like this for a, a viewpoint that I disagree with. And I would hope that everybody else would do the same thing. Again, acknowledging that it's tough to stay true to that principle when you have an enemy or an op- opposition that doesn't adhere to that. And exactly. wants to punish you for... I don't know that I agree with what she said in full, but do I think that it negatively impacts her ability to be a nurse? I don't. I think she's entitled to her not. own no, no, private no. opinion. You, you are really not consistent about this that. as far as the principles are concerned. I mean, I would differentiate this from the um, military teacher that just got fired because he brought that into his classroom, into his place of business. Like if she was talking to her patients about how this guy deserved it and then she got fired, I'd be like... There's an, and there's an element of, of, I mean, he's, he's a public employee too, and a public employee tasked with educating children. Her job is not teaching people and she's right. not a public employee either. She's not on the state dime. Yeah. Uh, she's paid by the hospital and they take state money for insurance providers and stuff, state, state run insurance programs and things like that. But, but yeah, I'm not comfortable with this precedent and it would be the same if she had said like those cops are racist assholes, fuck them. And she got fired for that. I would say not cool. 
I, 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 she wouldn't I would get say fired the same for thing. that, though. Yeah, I she know. She could but say, these it... cops deserve to be killed in a public square. <laughs> yeah. And then she would get a bonus and a raise. And everybody would yeah. be like, oh, in you're so brave. In a bizarre old world where, yeah. where she got fired for hating the police. Yeah. This is so wild, this world that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Okay. But that, that's all I had to say on that. That's just an unfortunate story. And um, I, don't want, I don't want that culture. I hope we can fight it. I mean, that is the culture that we live in now, though. The only people that can speak freely are people that are self-employed and have and know that there is no chance for future employment. I know we had to like us. We had to quit. Our, yeah, exactly. We had to quit our jobs and sacrifice any higher ability down the line to do Ever, something like for the this. rest of our lives. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's I good. mean, that makes us maybe make some. The only my only hope for getting hired by somebody else is somebody who's bigger in this same domain. Yeah, you know? yeah. It closes yeah. a lot of doors, but it also opens a lot of doors too. Yeah, all those yeah, all those other doors suck though. The, and those, I want to encourage the only way we're going to be able to improve the culture is to encourage people to speak candidly even when there are consequences. So I don't want to be like, you know, this nurse didn't deserve it, but she shouldn't have said that. But, you know, it's obvious it was obvious that she was going to get fired for this. I'm conflicted. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um we yeah. should probably do 10 or 15. Yeah, let's 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 do super chat and then uh we'll talk about uh well, your favorite story of the week. Tease with that. Gets me really, really angry. Piwack at one, uh, do what I did and email all the sponsors that Hog Kid is targeting. I told mm. them that they would lose my business and adult with actual money to spend if they ah. cowed to a 17-year-old bully. Well played. Good for you. Well played, yeah. Hassan Chop, not a corporate sponsor, but we'll double my super chat because Hog Boy is a douche and this show <laughs> will say it. Yes, we will. David Hogg, if you're watching. You're a douche. Well, I'll disavow. Oh, hey, mom. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's yeah. super proud of me. Your mom's real proud. No, um, do I disavow? No, he is being a douchebag. I'm sorry, he is. He is yeah, being a douchebag. I, I have to. I have to agree with that. I have to. I, I give it the. I, give I it the agree um, with that. You can't resist, can you? Um, Kane Lingod said, "I think the Disney princess thing was a joke." Um, nope. Also, we I, have. I don't think it was. We have an incest princess. Look at the Lion King based on the science. Nala is most likely Simba's half-sister. Um, no, it really wasn't a joke. That was a real tweet by real feminists stating real things about indoctrination of our children. Pose um, law, man. You can never tell. The line between uh, real life and satire is so thin these so days. Thin. <laughs> so yeah. thin. A star boy. Happy Easter. I'm a progressive who loves the show. You never wow. know what blonde, aka reactionary blonde, will say next. Ooh, when are that's you going to start selling I disavow blonde t-shirts? That's great. I love <laughs> you gotta it. Got to talk to the artist. That's very cool. And um, <laughs> presuming you dis, I would presume you disagree often. But congratulations on being an open-minded person who presumably doesn't assign moral judgment to to differences right. of opinion. That's very admirable. And it I is. suspect it's going to get hard to do. It's, it's really gonna, hard to do. It's going to get you kicked out from the progressive club yeah. sooner rather than later. So we'll welcome, we'll take you back in once they kick you out. We'll still yeah. be here and you're welcome back anytime. Look Appreciate at what it. happened to Lindsay Shepard. I mean, all she did yeah. was step over that line just a little bit. Um, don't know, Rush, longtime fan, just got a raise and one of my favorite content creators to benefit. Love you oh, guys. Wow. Sorry for That's the Trudeau cool. infected currency. Dollar dollar coins. It's tainted. So Reject. We can't refund it. Actually, that's YouTube. That's YouTube's control. Thank you. I really Thank appreciate you. that. Congratulations on your raise. Neopagans are retarded. This is from Evil Fuzzy Nine. The name of Easter in almost every non-English language is some form of Pasha derived from the Hebrew for Passover. Hmm. Fun facts from Evil Fuzzy. Thank you very much. Uh, Giando Sigurani. Oh man, Giando. Don't look at me. It sounds Italian uh, or something. Sorry. 
Sorry for the derail, but I have a question for Matt. I found out that my brother is homeless in Montana and need to find him. Uh, do you know of any resources, organizations looking for homeless folks? Thanks. Um, not off the top of my head. Send me an email and maybe I can maybe I can help maybe out. Maybe we can but help I, out. But to be honest, I've never had to deal with that type of problem. So um, I presume you've already contacted local police. Um, they're probably going to know at least the criminal homeless population. So th they might know, you know where he is or if he's been to some of the shelters i presume you guys i don't think there are that many homeless people in montana because those winters are brutal right yeah it's it's warm now though he's he's he won't have to i, I shouldn't joke about this very, i'm gonna stop myself because i was about to make a weather joke and that's terrible if you have a um if you think i can help out please do email me and um and, and i'll do what i can and, uh, and thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Redicus, remember the commie organization Antifa is in cahoots with mosques and also Shapiro ad before the stream. Still stand by mm. my statements last week. David Hogg needs the catapult. I'm with you there, bro. He's, uh, a, he's a leading contender, yeah. Totally. If I could just catapult those three kids. Well, I guess everyone that spoke at the, at the march. That's a lot of speakers. Yeah, a big catapult. Uh, Bill McPherson, Chelsea Handler's guards are armed with ninja stars, a katana, and a yeah. white baby attachment. True story I made up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The whole ninja turtle squad, basically. Uh, Big LC, ABCDEFG, why won't Matt have sex with me? Happy April Fool's. <laughs> wow. I told you. If that's, a, if that's a real female, go ahead and give her my number. <laughs> no I drain. suspect it's a guy, though. Uh, do no rush. Matt and I once made love. He was gentle, caring, and tender. Oh, that is so much grosser than... Okay. You said you'd call Matt. <laughs> you said it was special. You said it meant something. <laughs> Matt lies. Okay, Thank you that, uh, Sega boy. I, I, the Sounders play later, so keep, I just keep going. Keep going. Sega boy. I just want to hold David, David Hogg's head underwater until the bubbles stop. Five eleven, one hundred ninety pound martial artist. He would need to use a gun against me. The moron doesn't realize it's his Second Amendment as well. I know somebody that looks like David Hogg. You think that he would be the one that's like, listen, I need to be packing heat, or I'm gonna get oh, yeah. the shit kicked out of me. Look at my neck. Look at my body fat percentage. I can't do this. A I disavow, by the way. Oh, whatever. I like those. I support ideas, letting though. him up before. The, just look before the bubbles run out. Just give him a little underwater experience, like, but don't some waterboarding action. Yeah, yeah. I'm humane about it. <laughs> Jeez. Dildo swaggins every time. Uh, have you seen uh, that sweet disposition on YouTube? You should have her on before she gets too big for this two-bit operation. Love the show. Keep what you're doing. Blonde, you look hot tonight. Thank you. I actually have never heard of that person. So I have not either. So if you got a, a video link or something, send it our way. It's going to do a few more. Uh, Filbert, 53 Rogers. Hmm, any inner city violence, do they really want us to look there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they really want to have a conversation about this, about how many gun crimes are gang-related and suicides? Do they want us to break down these 96 deaths a day? Because we can do he that. He did cite that at the March for Our Lives, too. 96 deaths a day, including suicides. Two 64 of, of them are suicides. Yeah, two-thirds. And then 20-something, or maybe even... 30 something, although my female brain's not super good at math or gang related. Yeah. I saw some insane statistics that if you remove like New York, LA, Chicago or something, or maybe it was DC. If you remove the, like the really worst offending urban centers where gun violence is rampant, that the, 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 not only is the violent crime rate, but the gun violence specifically is, is really low in the United States. Now, I yeah. don't know if that's fair or not to say, well, just remove all the biggest cities there are and everything's fine. But it is, it is no, case in point. it's about the that, racial breakdown. Look at Wyoming. Look at Montana. Look at Idaho. Look at how many guns they have and then see what their gun crimes are. It's because they have low black populations. That's 
just a that's 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 a hate fact <laughs> all but the hate facts. It, but it is a point to to david or it, it's to the to the chatter's point on david hogg and inner city violence all the policies you want david hogg that you could possibly advocate for they're in place in dc and chicago yeah and that they're interview is so shocking because he talks about creating specific laws to capture criminals and people that are mentally ill to prevent them from getting guns that already exist and are not being enforced and are specific to the Parkland case. It's just like, is he even listening to the things coming out of his mouth? And he's just getting all this positive feedback because nobody will challenge him on his bullshit because if they just call him a whiner, they get kicked off of their own show. It's outrageous. Um, Redicus says, I want to see this little butcher soft bitch in a debate with a Colian Noir. Watch him oh, yeah. check his white privilege. Thank you for that. That um, that's interesting. Do you know uh do you know Colian Noir? Mm. He's uh he's he's that uh he's on NRA TV. He's like uh I don't know, he's a very charismatic black guy basically. But he's as uh, NRA TV and he's he's always doing like gun reviews and like gun commentary on uh gun stuff. But he's uh he's a super yeah. cool dude. I'd love to talk to him. I would love to see somebody that's well versed in guns poke some holes into cuz I've seen him uh David Hogg say things about guns that are verifiably untrue. You can always tell when somebody's not familiar with basic gun jargon. They don't know anything about guns. Yeah. We see it all the time on the show. Um, I'm just going to do one more right now. First name. Sure. Time to stop talking about David Hogg. We all know what his purpose is within the mainstream media, and he adds nothing useful to the debate. This is just Hollywood celebrity drama at this point. I'm with you, man. I think that if something happens this week, it would have to be spectacular for us to address it next week. I'm at capacity with David Hogg. <laughs> and He's always... Neck. He's always up in the bar, though. He might do it. He might. He might. Uh, you never know. I Next can't. week All might right, be we'll hog too. That's what we should ask no Owen Benjamin hog. about. Hog. Owen Benjamin, your hog take. <laughs> no. Most important thing. No. All right. Let's take this next story. Can I? Can I start this story just by saying it's critical to view or hear a song which I had never heard before. Apparently, this is a big deal. This song, I guess, at least the music video just came out. I've never watched it or listened to it, but it's got like, I think, a million and a half likes on YouTube. Like, this thing's gigantic. This song. I love how beating up your girlfriend no longer prevents you from having a totally successful music career. This is insane. Yeah. So it's a, it's called Freaky Friday. It's by, um, well, it's Chris Brown, but it's it's a song. Who's the other? Oh, who's the the little dicky or whatever that guy's name like what? some jewish guy <laughs> the the premise of this song is little dicky this like jewish rapper comedian guy becomes chris brown in a freaky friday type incident and he's living as chris brown he's got all the women and he's a rapper or singer r&b guy and he's got cool tattoos and he has guns oh and by the way he can say the n-word because he's chris brown now so this is um this is the song Freaky Friday featuring Chris Brown. Now, I, again, Chris Brown sucks, but I kind of thought that was funny. Like, I woke up yeah. in Chris Brown's body. Holy cow, I can say the N-word. And he, it, was a, it was a funny bit. I yeah. liked it. Mm -hmm. Apparently, so did the girls at 
Virginia Tech or the Virginia Tech lacrosse team. I don't know when the footage was actually taken, but they were singing this song on their lacrosse bus. And footage was taken on Snapchat. Eventually, it got to somebody's Twitter account. It went to YouTube. They're simply singing this Chris Brown song. Here's a brief clip of them doing that. And this is what has you just absolutely enraged is that Deadspin, this Deadspin author, M- Emma, I thought it was Emma Lee. Did I get that wrong? Or maybe it is. Ryan Cohen. Whatever. Emma, Emma Basileri, 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 Some, something, something. She, t- <laughs> she writes this article that characterizes what they are saying. Um, Video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. Coach calls it a teachable moment. You want to walk us through this article or basically what she did here? I mean, that's it. But There was no context surrounding. She didn't say in the headline, like, oh, they were singing a song. I mean, so she went after these girls. She's going to try to ruin these girls' lives. Everybody knows what this does to your life and your career. She knew that they would probably get expelled. I mean, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, to, listen to how she characterized it in the first sentence. A video of the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N word while singing Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky. No, no, no. They were just singing the song. They were not chanting right. the N word while singing the song. Yeah. That's just the song. That's just the song. And then, of course, she knows the video, which appears to feature only white players as. <laughs> Oh, it was, if it was black people, it's fine. Or if they had the token there who gave the thumbs up, then it's fine. And she gives the story. Now, what's especially damaging here, too, is she releases. This is what's unique to her. Because in Emily's, right. Emma, whatever her name is. Emily, Roanoke, we should say it right so that people know who to email. Emily <laughs> Bocellieri. We'll spell it down below. Well, it says Emma. Or Emma, in, sorry. Not it Emma. says Emma in that. But then if I go to her Twitter... Oh, it does say Emma in both spots. Yeah, it's Emma. It's Emma, Emma. not Emily. I just wrote it down wrong. Sorry, Emma, but not sorry because it seems like you suck. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I want to get it right. <laughs> uh, there. So apparently there were Twitter DMs from one of the girls in the video to right, the poster were, of the video. Remember this went begging. to Twitter. Yeah, like yeah. It, it got posted to Twitter. And somehow Emma came into contact with these Twitter DMs and she posts all these Twitter DMs saying, hey, could you please take this down? I understand that it it looks bad out of context, basically, but all we were doing was singing a stupid song. We didn't do this with hateful And they were like out partying, weren't they? Weren't they drunk? I don't know. I mean, it seems like it was a good time. It's irrelevant. I don't really care. I mean... And she publishes all of these. She redacts names, at least. How decent of her. Um... You know, basically saying, look, not only is this a mischaracterization of of 
what was actually going on here. Like it, it was just stupid, youthful, whatever, singing a song. It's not done with hateful intent, but you got to understand you're actually putting us in danger by mischaracterizing this in such a yeah. way by, by characterizing us not as racist. Not just in physical and, danger, but you know, if, if something like this happens, the internet remembers forever. You'll never get a job. You're going to get expelled. This is all you'll be characterized for, for the rest of your life for singing a song that you didn't even know you're being videotaped and somebody posted it to Snapchat. This stupid white bitch, of course she's, this fat white chick is like looking at these at these hot Virginia Tech players and she's like, oh, how can I ruin? I actually made Skag load this picture of her because I was like, okay. I think this is relevant that she's For the fat. record, I disavow. But Why? look, hey, hey, Emma, here's the thing. You want you want to you want to rip people dishonestly and try to ruin their their reputations and ruin their lives and all this yeah. stuff. Then they're going to come for you. And I hope somebody destroys you, Emma. If you're watching this, I wrote her the most hateful email <laughs> um i'm serious and then you know i was i was ranting about this on gab and somebody actually sent me her phone number her address Ooh. all sorts of personal information Ooh. and i'm like not going to do anything with it of course yeah, i don't like that that's the line but, that i draw but the temptation to give somebody back what they've done to somebody else she's like oh respect my privacy respect my privacy <laughs> she knew exactly what she was going to do what the outcome was going to be for these girls just for like a momentary transgression so she yeah. wanted to virtue signal to the world by destroying these these chicks just and because she's jealous of them because of her own you know fat body type this is just enraging to me. And yeah. so I really hope somebody just, you know, finds out all information and just destroys her life because that's what she was trying to do this, to all these other girls. I can't, and I can't buy that this was incidental or unintentional because it took me about five minutes to figure out what happened and realize like, this is not a bunch of racist chanting right. on a bus. And then releasing the DMS as though to mock them when in the DMS, they were like, listen, you're going to destroy us just for this, this small thing. Is this really what, please don't do this to us, please, please, please. And then she posts them like, look at them begging me, look at them begging me not to show well, it actually wasn't racist people. They are. It wasn't the begging wasn't to her. It was to the poster on Twitter. Who, somehow it got forwarded to her. Oh, I thought that it's, they were DMing. This is no, DMs the, with her. the DMs were to the poster of the video on Twitter, but they somehow got forwarded to Emma. Ah, okay. It's a minor distinction, but even if they weren't sent to her, you're still reading through these things, recognizing one, it's not a bunch of racist chanting. And two, they have quite legitimate concerns about the misrepresentation and what it means in terms of impacting their lives. So yeah. I don't know that that changes much for me just because they weren't sent to her directly. Now, you had mentioned this earlier. I find this to be hilarious. I don't know if... Hi, this was this tweet was posted March 25th and the story was posted Tuesday, which was March 27th. So I actually don't know that this tweet was in direct response to the story, but it's still deliciously ironic. Please respect my privacy at this time. Yeah. I mean, this really Emma. put me in a moral quagmire because I want there to be some kind of like internet justice. Like I want people to get, you know, she, she knew what she was doing here and I want that to be, to go back on her. But like, my previous stances on doxing made me be like, all right, I yeah, can't do anything with this yeah. information. Any, anything that is publicly available. <laughs> ooh, yeah, but anything that is publicly available is fair game. And nope, that nope. I'm I'm not okay with that. That's the excuse that everybody was using with all this crowd. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, but uh, I'm not making a pro doxing argument. I'm saying that, that her private information is not, is not publicly available. It is. Well, how are they getting it? 
No, the, uh, like people scoured internet records and found mm. all of her private information. And then uh, let me put it this way. Anything that she, I probably said it wrong. What I mean is any information that she is putting out there, which includes her name, her article, her pictures, all that stuff. That's fair. Oh, no. I mean, I'm talking about like her addresses that are on, online on no. web pages and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see her. her I don't well, want to see. Why should she get protection after she did this to these people? She's a, a fair... she's a bad person. I mean, I hope something comes back on her. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're just going to you're just going to sit back and smirk when it happens. Yeah, as as we should. We should be punishing journalists for doing stuff like this. She thought that she was going to improve her credibility and virtue signal about how she's so not racist because she outed these racist girls, and now their futures are in jeopardy because of her actions. Why should she face no consequences for this? Why should she be protected? Why should her privacy be protected? Why? She is the one that set that precedent. So it will be very hard for me to feel, even though I don't, uh, as a matter of principle, I don't want this thing to have this sort of thing to happen to anybody for people that set that precedent. I can't, I have a harder time feeling bad for you when the bad deeds you've done to other people come back to bite you. Right. Right. And she was so proactive about this. This never would have become anything. Yeah. And as I said, there's, I, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, maybe she's tweeted recently. I don't know what her defense is. If her defense is like, Oh, sorry. I actually misunderstood what happened. I just don't buy it. No, it's her defense were, is these girls are racist and they deserve yeah, it. And she's going to double down with that. Now there were, there's tons of comments. I was going through the comments on this story because they're just hilarious. And there's actually a lot of people ripping these girls saying it's never okay to say this word. It's like, okay, so it's morally acceptable for like girlfriend beater, Chris Brown to say this I word because he's kind of black mostly black, whatever Chris so Brown handsome is. And talented, That's so totally okay. okay. And the premise again here is it's this like Jewish guy who suddenly becomes black and it makes it okay for him to say that. So you're telling me that if like Lil Dicky or whatever his name was, if he says the N-word vicariously through Chris Brown, that's okay. But if he if he said if he read the script as Jewish guy Lil Dicky, whatever his name is, I, I've never even heard of him before this, that that's wrong. Like him participating in the video in which the N-word is used is okay because a black guy said it. But if he had said it, then it's wrong. These rules are insane. I can't follow them. Yeah. Either either the word is okay or it's not. You got to pick one. None of this like is okay for the black guy to say it, but not the Jewish guy. But it's also okay if the Jewish guy participates in the song in which the black guy says it. And by the way, the joke is that a Jewish guy is wishing he could say the N word. That was the whole point of the video though, to bring up how, you know, how people have black people have the rights to say this word. Other people don't. And what it would feel like for somebody to be able to use it freely. I mean, and it was a parody. It was funny. Yeah. But to me, that's kind of tongue in cheek, you know, like it's sort of saying like, isn't it silly that I can say this word, but you can't, I don't think the point of the video is to say, if anyone ever says this word, get them, crucify right. them, ruin them. There's yeah. clearly a context to what happened here. And, and Emma is being wildly dishonest in her presentation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel bad. I hope nothing happens to these girls. I think that calling it a teachable moment is, is totally fine. They're going to get the coach for this too. Um, mm. I mean, I bet they're all going to get expelled. Oh God, that, that would be drastic overreach in my opinion when I think it, stuff like this happens all the time people get expelled for much less i think than anything more than a sit down with coach saying listen i don't you guys got to be smarter than to create these types of public images i think that's basically nope, I, my prediction for this coach gets fired all the oh girls in the video get expelled that's, that's that, that would happen. be insanity if that happens 
I can understand how this wasn't from a PR perspective a wise move, but do I think there's any immorality in play here? Of Absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. Can you imagine being a college student today? It would suck so much. Yeah. Like everything videotaped every moment with your friends. You don't know what's going to get out. You, I mean, think about all the things you've said in private conversations throughout your entire life. It's just the opportunity to ruin somebody over something they've said, words that have come out of their mouth. Not it's even absurd. their words. There's somebody right, else's somebody words. else's words. It's so tough. Okay, we got two more stories. Um, but I think I might have to do something that I've only done once in show history before which is take a pee break. Oh, good. I've got a million super chats. So. Can you, I, I hate, I'm going to only miss maybe one, but can you super chat and I will, this is yeah. the worst. Cause then I said, then when I leave my chair, it creates an empty chair and then people meme it, you know, meme so, the empty chair. It's fine. Yeah. I'll hang out with the live chat since my computer is, right. is functioning before. Take a couple uh, super chats. If you can, I'll be back in like one sure. minute. Um, who was the last one guys? Oh, no. And Skag's not here. I can't do this alone. Okay. Two Ways says, I hope David Hogg continues, as I'm sure most people can see that he is a deceitful, duplicitous, horrible person. He has ruined any chance of a political career. But I mean, isn't being duplicitous kind of integral to having a political career? Maybe he's going to be a very successful politician. We'll see. Fitzburg, for the record, I, uh, Blonde, only enjoy one hog. And that's, you guys, come on. Grammar is important. I don't even know what you're trying to say here, Pittsburgh. That he has used to make love to me many times. Come on. Come on, dude. Uh, Josiah Magnuson. He crushes someone for calling him a whiner, but they're the immature ones. I know, right? Uh, Bob Smith. Blonde. Who are you talking to off camera during the hog communist clip? Are you being robbed? Matt, you look like you smell gold tonight. No. Um, My family's here. I'm visiting my brother's new baby. And so my mom has been fixing the lights for me so, <laughs> so that we can get some more. Oh, nice. That is was that... so fast. I don't think you washed your hands. Yeah, I'm quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, AZ Archer on Hog. Never try to fight with stupid people, Blonde. They will only pull you down to their level and beat you with experience. Hmm. Uh, Josiah Magnuson again. The ninth rule of the ethics of means and ends is that any effective means is automatically judged by the opposition as being unethical. That's Alinsky's rule for radicals. This is why people criticize people that criticize Hog. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, that also comes up in, uh, you know, my ethical dilemma with this doxing information for this Emma chick. I mean, do we fight fire with fire? And, you know, at the end of the day, I had to be like, no, at least in that case. So I don't know. Maybe I'm more aligned with you than I actually think I am. Maybe we do need to align ourselves with the principles. But I just think that that's going to lead to a defeat in, in many cases. It's uh, it's tough. I wish I had a clean answer on this because I'm not convinced that adhering. I want to be optimistic that adhering to the principle of not punishing people in their private lives for having the wrong idea will win out. But I'm. But what about people that that proactively make sure that the general public punishes people for things that they've said? Yeah. Do they deserve to be the subject of scrutiny in the same way that the other people were with their private information hmm. being revealed? Tough questions. Yeah, questions. I mean that's that's a that's a really hard hard question. At the end of the day, I just don't want to be responsible. Um, <laughs> Travis via David Hogg claims victimhood on gun violence. Now expert on gun policy gets rejected from college. Now expert on college education system. Get fucked. <laughs> that's kind of true. Kashuv, is it Kashuv? Kashuv? I don't yeah, know I think it's Kashuv. That's how I've heard it said. Needs to destroy this kid on Ruben. He's going on Ruben. Oh, that would be amazing if that Ooh, happened. That's never, if Kashiv, I'm sure Kashiv might, but Kashiv and Hogg on Ruben, I don't think would ever happen. Oh no, I was just wondering if Kashiv was going. He on. might be, I haven't seen that, but he might be. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that, so I don't know if um, 
if he was just saying that. Uh, Cindy Rochelle, hi guys, just a donation to keep the lights on for you too. Thank you, Cindy. Really Thanks. appreciate it. Magical Q, Maddox is a cuck. Interview Masterson. Thanks for that. Uh, 10 INTM, I pity hog. Ooh, whoops, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, Colonel Panic, all you need to do to see, all you need to see to understand the continuing need of the Second Amendment is to look into the Battle of Athens from just after World War II. Armed citizens were required to defeat a corrupt local government. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ricardo Hermaza, OMG, I finally get to watch live and thank you Thanks for tuning in for the awesome work you do. Thank you so much. Uh, this is just going to be Appreciate the last it. one and then we're going to circle back. Redicus, I believe the rules of stupid are applicable here. This guy is clearly stupid at a stupid hour and ran from the cop, signed his own death certificate. Hmm. Um, thank you for that. A All lot right. of chances. A lot of chances to yeah. make a smart choice. Gun. That Drop your gun. Drop your gun. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. So. Um, all right. We'll circle back for this. All right. This was a, this was another story that you were, uh, you were quite um, animated in our Skype chat about. How about that? Do you want to describe what happened or should I do it or what? Um, okay. So these crazy lesbians, <laughs> they get married in 2009. They adopt six kids. Um, I think that they're all older kids. It doesn't look like any of them are below, I don't know, eight or nine. Some of them are into their There's teenage years. Picture of them here. Yeah. Like there looks like a, you know, one of the, one or two of the girls is pretty young, but yeah. we're not talking infants or toddlers really. Right. Um, so I think that they were overwhelmed because lesbians are not natural parents. And they were like, we can't deal with these kids. <laughs> Whatever. We can't deal with these kids. They ended up um, just just beating them horribly when they misbehaved. One of the kids went to school and had like contusions all over their back from being beat over a bathtub. CPS got involved. They were also starving the kids when they would misbehave. So CPS got involved and things were really um, coming down on them. Like, like they realized that they yeah. were going to get and it, in and this, trouble. This was multiple states. Like the, 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 the case with the bruising was the kid went to school in Minnesota. This is back in 2010. And the teachers or school school personnel discovered bruising on her stomach, and the child described receiving right. owies from mommy. Right, right, right. And, and um, then they then they moved to Oregon, and and then moved just north of the Oregon border in Washington, and that's where CPS got involved. There's a couple um, in this Washington Post story here. Listen to this. Like I, I, this was buried at the bottom of the Washington Post coverage. Bruce DeCobb, who was a neighbor of theirs in Washington said Devante, one of the adopted sons, regularly came to his home to ask for food and said his parents weren't feeding him. The teen also asked him and his wife to call Child Protective Services, DeCobb said. Last month, another sibling, Hannah, knocked on his front door at 1.30 a.m., DeCobb said. Uh, she was covered in weeds after jumping out of the family's second-story window, DeCobb said the teenager who was missing some front teeth and who he thought was only seven years old was rattled to the bone. Oh, my God. So anyway, um, when this started getting more intense, they realized that there was probably going to be some legal action taken against them, that they were going to get in some trouble. They loaded all six kids into their car, then drove off uh, a 75-foot cliff or a 100-foot cliff going 90 miles an hour off the PCH. Everybody was killed, all eight people. Yeah. Pacific Coast Highway for people who are unfamiliar. Like the, 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 that Northern Cal Highway 1. Like yeah. that famous northern california highway that runs along the coastline if you've ever driven it um it's quite the great drive i would encourage everyone to do it but that is a windy you know two lane like one you know uh one uh, lane of traffic or one lane for each uh direction of traffic highway um and it's quite windy and it's on top of the cliff and this is not 90 mile per hour territory no, this is 
35 miles an hour on the straightaways. Like this is, uh, yeah. And the interesting thing about the investigation is, um, it was not a momentary 90 miles an hour. So the review of the scene, there's, um, for one, the, the reason they gauge the speed is because the, the car, as you can see in there, it, it didn't go down the embankment. It's not as though it's a straight vertical cliff. It's just a very steep cliff. So if the car was moving slowly, it would roll down it. This thing got some big air. This thing got some gigantic air like off Thelma this cliff. Like Louise air. Yeah. yeah. And and cleared down into the water. Um and they examine the scene. There's no there's no evidence uh, or marks no for acceleration marks. or braking. So this was a sustained 90 miles per hour, it's and estimated. I think they only found five of the bodies. That's why it was misreported at I, first. Exactly. So yeah, it was the two parents. Three of the kids were found in the car, as you can see, upside down in the water here. Three of the other kids were reported as missing until they realized, no, no, those kids were in the car. All six yeah. of the kids were in the car with the two parents. Three of them are missing. It's presumed, as you said to me, their bodies just washed out to sea. Is right, but this is happened. why it was misreported because people were like, oh, they must have just taken the three kids and left three kids somewhere else. But then, you know, the three kids were nowhere to be found. So they ultimately concluded that their bodies had washed out to sea. Yeah. Now, police are saying they have no reason to suspect this was an intentional crash or at least Except no evidence for it. Except that it was clearly intentional. It's to me, circumstantially, given the pattern of child abuse and what is obviously insanely reckless driving. And even if you're trying, if even if you're going to for the speed record down highway one, presumably at some point before that cliff, you think, Oh man, maybe this turn is a little too tight. Perhaps I should slam on the brakes to avoid yeah. sending my whole family off this cliff. I don't, I mean, circumstantially to me, this seems like an intentional case. I would be shocked if it was <sighs> anything otherwise. Let's talk about why this makes me so mad. <laughs> Go for it. I, I'm going to pre-disavow, though. Okay, fine. Um, so <laughs> I think what happened here is that this lesbian couple, they were, like most feminists, um, staunch and stupid egalitarians. And they're like, oh, all children are interchangeable, even if they're my biological children. All races are the same. No matter where we get these six children, no matter where they came from, what their personal history is, no matter how much trouble they are, we're going to love them like they're our biological children. We're going to treat them all the same. Everything's going to be fine. And then they probably had some troubled kids. They didn't know how to deal with them. And they, they betrayed their own egalitarianism and started abusing the crap out of these kids horribly, maliciously. Um, and I think that they just didn't, they didn't realize that that was going to be their reaction because, you know, they weren't natural mothers. I've also heard a theory that maybe this might have been some welfare thing. Like they got additional money per child. I haven't looked into that, but that's just a theory that I've heard, um, which might explain it. I mean, taking on six kids, that is no small thing from very different low income backgrounds. That is a tough gig for real. Yeah. Presuming this was intentional, I would be really interested to know what what uh, was the straw that broke the camel's back? I mean, are right. we talking like CPS getting involved with them, which drove one of them to be like, were both parents in on this or was one of the driving mom just the well, suicidal or something? We also need to talk or about lesbians and domestic abuse because of all demographics, lesbian couples have the highest rate of domestic abuse. So it stands to reason they're going to abuse their children more. Um, so there's that. And there also must have been 
a judge, there must have been an adoption agency, there must have been foster parents involved that all thought that they were such good people for creating this rainbow family that's going to integrate perfectly and everything's going to be fine. And then CPS gets involved. Nothing really happens for many years. They're not taking these kids away because they're like, oh, we can't piss off these dykes. And the, the history is quite damning. Like it's, it, we've mentioned a couple of the cases. There's more than just those. Yeah. Um, and it started be, in 2010, not, didn't it? Not that I don't believe, I've heard this reference and I've just not vetted it for myself. And I feel like if I'm going to talk about it, I should take a look at it. But do you, do we know what the source for the claim that lesbians are disproportionately abusive? It's, do, a, it's definitely is, true. I've looked at the data. It, they have more domestic abuse than any other demographic huh. between heterosexuals, I, I, gay men. I'll have to check it out. I'm just going to speculate that they were going for the Guinness World Record for biggest, biggest uh, evil Knievel car jump, and they came up a little bit short. That's what I'm going to say. It has nothing to do with any they of the stuff you're talking about. They had to take these kids away. There was already a long history of abuse towards the children, but they were like, oh, we just can't take kids away from this diverse couple because they would take us to court and be like, oh, lesbians didn't do nothing. Um, I think this was the obvious outcome of what was going to happen here. This is what happens when you mesh together families. Like <laughs> The obvious outcome is Cliff jumping in a car. Dude, killing all of the kids after <laughs> you've abused them for years. Yeah. Does this surprise you? Um, it's, it's so shocking that these abusive parents that tried to starve yeah. their kids to death killed their kids. Are you serious? Uh, no, no. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying like... I understand you're speaking in broad terms and I'm thinking more in the specific image of this upside down car in the water and thinking that's not the natural consequence of anything, but just pure loonishness, pure insanity, <laughs> pure craziness like that. The, they but saw your, the walls closing in on them. They thought, but to your point, consequences. Yeah, yeah. you would probably say it's not, a, it's not about the car. It's about the, the prospect for violence or the prospect for abuse. Generally, and it's their just clear, in, their clear history for their propensity toward, yeah. of violence and, and abuse, which was documented, well-documented for eight years. For I'm, eight just, years. I'm just shocked that somehow this was a decision of at least one of them. Like, I know, I got it. I'll drive us all off a cliff. Like that was a decision that was made in the mind of at least one of these moms. That, yeah. I find that to be I mean, be maybe something happens in the moment, but I don't, I don't really think so. I think that this was probably like, we don't know how to get out of this situation. We're disgusted with ourselves because we thought we were egalitarians and we abused these kids because we didn't know how to handle them. Hmm. And I think that this was a combination of self-loathing and an inability to love these children that weren't their own and the abuse. And they just wanted to take care of the problem. Sad, super sad. It's um, horribly sad. This was so yeah. preventable. If CPS would have gotten involved right when, um, right after these first allegations surfaced, they could have taken away these foster kids and none of this would have happened. Hmm. And they could have done that eight years ago. Hmm. This is all for diversity. They should hire, uh, they should hire Scott Israel. Diversity? How's all this diversity for you people? <sighs> it pushes all your buttons. It really does. This story was just so upsetting hmm. this week. Well, I got something that'll cheer you right up if you want. I see surprise cringe in the notes. Are you going to... <laughs> Make me cringe myself today. I mean, I'm ready to. I'm ready to transition into that if you are. Fine. All right. Have you heard of? Um, it's possible you've seen this circulating because I considered doing it last week, but I, it wasn't quite. It was a little. The cringe was a little vanilla for my taste, but it has. An, it had an update this week, so I thought mm, the update makes it a little worthy. And I got a lot of emails about it, so thank you, people who who emailed me and tweeted me about this story. Have you heard of ABC in Australia? Not ABC RTV here, but ABC in Australia. No. 
So ABC in Australia, as I understand it, is sort of a, an equivalent of our PBS or NPR. It's a publicly funded broadcaster. They got a lot of heat. Uh, they got a lot of controversy recently for what is actually a five-month-old video posted to their children's channel's Facebook page or social media. Um, normally, I don't like to introduce surprise cringe, but it's sort of necessary to understand what's going on here. They were explaining the concept of white privilege. And the reason this got heat now is because this became suddenly viral on social media. People were sharing this amongst each other and saying, wow, look how, um, look how stupid this is. This is, uh, so this is from, this is a privilege rap video from Australian ABC. It's very brief. Don't worry. It's very brief. It's a metaphor for explaining how some people have advantages and opportunities granted to them just because how they were born. Whoa. No. That's a lot to take in. I know. So let's begin. Here are two <sighs> people trying to cross this stream. It's a raging rapid called the River of Dreams. Okay. So how did they get across? Good question. Let's start with Ross. Ross is a male and he's straight and wealthy. He's in his mid-40s and he's rather healthy. He's white and was born in a peaceful nation. So Ross gets to use teleportation. Zap. Make it stop! Make it stop! That was super easy. Yup. Now let's take a look at Stevie. Stevie is a refugee. Born in a country that she had to flee. She doesn't speak English and she's not well off. So Stevie has to swim and now she's got a cough. (laughs) But wait, I mean that's not fair. How come Ross got a free ride there? Privilege. He was born with advantage. Unearned gifts that his life was granted. He might not even think about his inbuilt perks. But But that's that's just the way that privilege works. Now, look at the bright side. They didn't show if Stevie the refugee actually survived. For all we know, Stevie the refugee drowned in the river. That might be a silver lining to that story for you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Are you telling me that you think that I want refugees to die? I just want them to stay out of our country. That's all. You want them to get the David Hogg treatment of like a little bit of drowning. Just a little, but, dra- just a little waterboarding. <laughs> just a little waterboarding. Yeah, no, I, um, I wow. just couldn't resist I a joke. That. that was um, just, yeah. ooh, yikes. So you probably reacted, um, by the way, I disavow myself. I'll disavow myself for my commentary on that, Jared. Oh, anyway, you, you probably um, reacted much the same way a lot of the internet reacted. Now, They took suspe- this video down, right? I had actually read about it, but I didn't see the video. Okay, so what happened was, at least as I've read, the heat... Uh, that is deserved for that garbage caused ABC not just to remove the video, but as I read, remove the ABC me Facebook page. So the Facebook page for their children's channel, like the whole thing, because it wasn't just comments on the video. Wait, it was this comments. was for little kids. That's, that's the nature of the criticism is this was for a children's channel. You know, this, this was for teaching children. And that's, oh it's not only is it meant for kids, it's taxpayer funded and it's total, it's total leftist indoctrination. It's total insanity. Oh so that's God. why people were so pissed off about it. Yeah, so they, I mean, that's asinine. And, you know, the women rapping, just uh, rap. You should never try to convey your message through rap. It's Unless not you're Chris work. Brown. You no, can do that. No, no, <laughs> nobody do it. Nobody do it. As a general rule, I would agree. There's a select few that might be successful, but yes. You're a monster. Uh, you know that? Well, this is then it gets interesting because... You could take the pushback and think, mm, maybe this isn't appropriate for a publicly funded broadcaster to be giving to children. Maybe this isn't great material for that. But you know what they thought would fix a cringy rap? Another cringy rap to oh double God, down. There, there is. So they, instead of owning up to this and acknowledging the pushback, no. ABC 
the this Australian ABC doubled down with another rap video. This time it was on ABC's Tonightly show. Are you going to make so me watch is, it? This is the second part, yeah. What's it? It's the internet. It, so that? to give the context here, they're explaining what happened to them. They're going to explain how the internet is hateful and mean and comes after well-meaning feminist is women. Is this a different pair of lesbians? It's a different pair of people for the same channel, the same... I, the, the Asian chick might be the same. I can't... I don't, it's not, I don't know. But the, the white chick is definitely racist, racist. <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, I don't think that's the same Asian chick. The other one was I, more cross-eyed. Intentionally, I guess. I don't know. Oh, Whatever. really? The point is, they're explaining how the internet is mean to, the, to them as well-meaning, friendly teachers of children. And that's the context for this song. It's a big network and open forum that allows the expression of opinions where people have discussion with their different points of view. Whoa, that sounds pretty happy. Well, no, it's actually pretty crappy. Here are two people trying to live their life. They both log in and go online. They have many options for how to spend their time, but they do it differently. Can you show me through rhyme? Sure, this is Carol. Ah! And she goes to a job where she's pretty busy. Maybe she'll share a video of a dog or download recipes from a food blog. Most importantly, she has empathy and doesn't feel like she has to be mean. Whoa, she sounds content. Is everyone like this on the internet? No, meet Kevin. He used to be nice, but then it's a he became guy. disenfranchised. Yeah. His life hasn't turned out as he planned, so he spends all his time posting on 4chan. <gasps> he frequently visits alt-right memes and thinks... Yeah, they, they're explicitly picking a fight with 4chan. Good luck. That is so stupid. 4chan wins every fight. Don't pick a fight with... Now, watch how cringy this gets once she finishes describing Kevin. It's the cringiest part of the rap. Feminism is what ruined his dreams. Wow, he sounds fantastic. Are you being serious? No one being sarcastic. <laughs> Line. Wow, he sounds fantastic. Are you being serious? No, I'm being sarcastic. Good joke. What a great line. My goodness. You're a monster. So this, yeah, they compare and contrast Kevin and whatever the chick's name is. I forget. Internet's great for personal use, but for some sad people, that includes abuse. See, Carol can visit an internet page without the need to directly engage. Kevin sees a kids show from five months back, and he feels like he's being personally attacked. Carol and Kevin both saw the same clip. Carol pressed like, then ate some chips. Kevin tagged his mates in the Facebook comments because it's anti-white, anti-male, leftist content. He then posted his own reaction video and directed alt-right trolls to attack a kids show. I mean... It was literally a Facebook page for a kid's show. I mean, why on earth are grown men wasting their time? See, Carol doesn't need to post abuse because she puts her time to good use. But Kevin and women won't date him because he likes to quote Rick and Morty verbatim. But instead of looking at himself, Kevin likes to blame the world. So where does a person like Kevin go? The comments section on a kid's video. Word. That was horrible. I don't even, where do I even start with this? Okay, they're acting like they were just going about their business and they were attacked by people on the internet. They mm -hmm. act, they were proactive. They put out a video for the indoctrination of children. Yeah. People attack them and they double down and blame white men because feminists won't bang them. Is that, am I understanding? Basically, yeah. As though any, the only person who could have a problem with that is some basement dwelling fat white guy named Kevin who hates the world and thinks, you know, everything's a conspiracy against him. No, no. In fact, a lot of people who are nothing like you describe have a lot of objections to that video. And it's interesting that their defense of it is, well, it's just a children's page. No, no, that's the problem. That is that's the problem. not the defense. That's the problem, you crazy ladies. How I go from zero to execution <laughs> so quickly. Like, what are, what are we supposed to do with these people? Can we deprogram these bitches? No. 
And no. is, isn't it interesting that the way they framed the start of that video is, hey, what's the internet? Well, it's a, it's a place where people of competing or differing perspectives can all come together to discuss. Oh, well, that sounds great. Is it great? No, it's not. Let me explain why. And then you go and you demonize and misrepresent uh, your opposition as something they're not. So you say that you, you represent the internet as a great place where you can talk to people who disagree with you. And by the way, they do passionately. And you just throw them under the bus. Well, I thought you said the purpose of the internet was so you could have these kind of discussions. Now you're lamenting it. <sighs> what do you want me to say to this guy? <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm worn down to a nub here, okay? God, today's stories made me want to kill myself. It, it, we didn't have a lot of cheer in the show today. But yeah, that's really ever, all Is it. our show really cheery? Is, is it known for being cheery? No, it's probably true. It's probably not. Probably not. But uh, but yeah, I don't, have, I don't have more to say on that. It's just um, I... I wonder if, I don't know. I wonder if, <laughs> will they triple down? Will they make another rap video? Cause you know, 4chan is going after them twice as hard now. I hope so. Who wages a war against 4chan? That's so stupid. They found Shia LaBeouf based on cloud patterns. Don't walk around <laughs> with 4chan. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Well, thanks. Another demoralizing episode of Beauty and the Beta. Though. Yeah, thanks to the people <laughs> who sent me um, sent me that uh, those two clips. Appreciate it. Oh no, they're talking about doing a Beauty and the Beta rap in the live chat. Please don't, guys. <laughs> if somebody made it, yeah. Oh man. Oh, we should have talked about Roseanne. Damn it. Did you watch I don't, it? I don't care about Roseanne. I, I do. I thought it was healing. I watched it with my family last night, and we laughed. Hmm. You know who didn't like Roseanne? Uh, I don't know. Ben Not Shapiro. Trump. It was, it was, uh, it, it claimed to represent conservatism, but it didn't. Uh, it was actually just uh, misrepresenting people as though we only disagree on economics, but actually there are broad cultural divides, gang. Don't be duped by Rosie, or what's her name? Roseanne? Don't be duped. Uh, that's probably not fair, but. Ben Shapiro, he's so <laughs> he good at sucking the fun out of everything. He, he, he did, did like half a, half, a, half a show on it, and um, I'm probably misrepresenting him slightly. Yeah, but he, he was kind of trying to temper people and say, look, this is not the celebration of conservatism that you think it is. That was well, really I didn't think it was a celebration of conservatism. I just want it's it's nice to see, uh, you know, a, a character that's not portrayed in a bad light who holds conservative values for hmm. logical reasons. Like she's like, I voted for Trump because he talked about jobs. And it's like, yeah. it's just nice to fucking hear that on TV when every couple is some like weird, disabled, mixed race, separated lesbian. It's like, I just want to see like a cliff pretty- diving. You yeah. Forgot cliff diving. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. We have so many super no, chats. That. We're right. gonna okay. we're gonna have to add like thirty minutes onto the show. Okay. Um, Jordan Peters, hey guys, here's some money to remind you that you're ch- to check your email to see the fan art I sent you. Uh, oh sure. Which I haven't done in a few days, so that's on oh, me. so that's on blonde. Um, also, I like supporting the show. Hope you like it. Thanks. Thank you Thanks. so much, Elizabeth. Oh, I'm gonna skip that one. Uh, Shanalee, eight. Two things can be true at the same time. One, the shooting probably wasn't justified, and two, if Stephen Clark was a responsible father, he probably would still be alive today. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is true. This is why I said like he didn't deserve it, but he clearly had it coming because this this is just the, what is going to happen when you behave this way. Does that mean that he deserved it? I don't think so. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that somebody that's committing a felony like that with breaking into cars deserves to be killed yeah it's not punishable by death but right right. but you are creating a circumstance in which that can happen exactly exactly um michael schlecht i went to the doctor today he gave me four months to live so i shot him judge gave me 20 (laughs) years problem solved thank you nice thanks man uh, Mr. DJ Fly, hi. Imagine if David becomes a Black Lives Matter activist and says that all cops are baby killers. Whoa. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 
a dandelion mine, another female watcher. All right. First time catching the show live from the UK. Have some cash from the madness that is the UK. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for staying up late. I assume the cops are on the way to arrest you um, mm-hmm. for just for viewing this show. They're already there. She's not even watching anymore. Yeah. She's too uh, mad. Rodzilla5332, former MSNBC editor Kurt Eichenwald went after Kyle Kashuv. I can't say that guy's last name. Kashuv? I think so, yeah. And Shapiro posted their top 12 advertisers and so far proactive has pulled out. Wow, I didn't hear that. Interesting. Maybe they will rein in hog to stop the war. See, he's fighting fire with fire. And Ben Hmm. is a principles guy for the most part. Yeah, I'm surprised he participated in that. I would think he would do the opposite. But maybe he's gotten to the point where he just wants to win. Maybe so. Uh, Rafael Salvador, Matt and I once made love on Easter. Me cosplaying as Jesus. Wow, you guys. And him as the Easter bunny. He brought me back to life with his chocolate filling all while screaming, geez, if you know what I mean. <sighs> the worst part is having chocolate to read filling. Why not cream? Having to read these things in front of my mother. I'm just <laughs> um, Edward W. In physics, the Higgs field is responsible for mass generation, but the Hogs field is where David plows his mom. <laughs> Whoa, geez. Wow. You guys are funny. Um, <laughs> Kent Pittsburgh, Matt and I once made love and I woke up in Matt's body. Wonder if I can say the J word. Oh, geez. <laughs> Thank you. Rafael Salvador again. Uh, guys, I think it's time. All people should be okay to say the N word without judgment or punishment. It's just a rule for black people trying their best how to say special and oppressed they are. Hmm. How's that happen? Um, Bill McPherson, excuse me. So Lindsay Shepard released a video last night and she's no longer a leftist score. Yeah, everybody go to her channel. She only has this one video up and it is just, she cuts to the core of what is wrong with leftism. And I think that her specific case has red-pilled a lot of people because they're seeing this very reasonable, uh, fair and uh, fair to a fault, uh, nice, beautiful young woman just be crucified in the media for no reason. And they're like, wow, if it can happen to this girl, it, it can happen to me. And yeah. that's when people start to turn because they're like, oh, well, now now I'm being threatened. Just James Damore and Lindsay Shepard have suddenly become like Hitler and Ava Braun I know. On the, to these people. Like It's so insane. And I, I think your average person looks at them and is like, this is toxic masculinity and yeah. the alt-right, the, like these two people. Yeah. Um, I think they're both centrist, like on the nose centrist, maybe even center left a little with James Damore. Um, let's see. Elizabeth Luker, have you all played and covered the original unedited video from hashtag hogwash. I don't know of what, I don't know what that is actually. Neither do I. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Um, but I, I'd be happy to take a look if you send it to me. Bob Smith said when Matt went to the head, he didn't have to wash. He didn't have to wash his hands because he sits down. When he pees. <laughs> Wait, what? what? I, I didn't even hear the end of it <laughs> because he sits down when he pees. Oh yeah. I, oh, you got me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Come on. You just told me I wanted to kill refugees so I can laugh at you. Yeah. And I also made fun of you for not being pregnant. Oh, yeah. That was really mean. Okay. I can't do anything about that for another six weeks. But at then least I'm I didn't, okay. At least I didn't joke. I I didn't go as far as the fertility jokes like those awful people. Can you imagine how crazy and emotional I'm going to be on the show when I'm pregnant? It's no, I think you're going to be more sane. That I think you're the one person who's going to be more sane when true. she's pregnant. True, it's true because my yeah. insanity is a manifestation of being thirty and childless. Yeah. So, yeah, six weeks. We'll see. Um, Sergeant Seal Clubber, God, you guys nice. are horrible. My hog loves guns and lesbians, but not socialists or communists. 
Jeez, uh, Mithrin, blonde. By your reasoning, gay men would make the best parents as they have the lowest reported incidence of domestic violence. Just saying. Hmm. Um, that's not what I said. That what a stupid comment. What I said was that you should not give children to people that have uh, a large amount of domestic violence. That doesn't mean that by that virtue you would give more children to the people with the least amount of domestic violence. Well, if that's I'm going to give a, if I'm going to give a little bit of credibility to or try to give credibility to it, what he's saying is. Maybe you're not making the case, but I could see how he he thinks you're making the case that you should judge the individual based on group data. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, but I also this, you know, this and other stories like it have made me wonder if we should adopt children out to gay and lesbian couples. Hmm. Like hmm. these people were clearly unfit mothers. And do I think that that has something to do with them being a lesbian couple? Um, yeah, I, I do. I do. Hmm. I before I'm willing to comment on that sort of stuff, I need to see, I'm not saying evidence doesn't exist. I need to see it. Like I need to vet that uh, personally to, to comment on that sort of thing. <laughs> They're saying in the live chat that I should have my baby on air. <laughs> live streaming. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Redicus I'll read says, you the chat. I'm sure it'll be very complimentary. Great. Healthy. <laughs> uh, white septum ring, cringy raping women. How much is the betting pool that they are middle-aged cat ladies? Yeah. Who would sign up for this? Who looks at these feminist women and is like, oh yeah, that, that is who I want to bear my children. Are we, wait, who are we chicks. talking about? Which one? The rapping chicks. Oh yeah. Okay. They're um, not bearing children. Yeah. They're cat ladies. No, no. They're going to be cat ladies. Like what yeah. man would look at them and, be, see, and see. see them as, as dateable prospects? Yeah. It's, th this is the thing is, as I've said many times, the Australian accent is my favorite accent. I think it's particularly attractive on they women. They managed to make it seem retarded. And, yeah. Can't. Yeah. Nope. That just erased that video was so bad. It erased the, uh, the perk of Australian accent or Australian accent privilege. If you want to put it that way, Matthew Vickery, aren't I a nice guy giving y'all money on my birthday? Oh, happy birthday. Oh, well, thanks. Y'all deserve birthday. every penny. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank well, you. Thanks. Matthew. We really appreciate it. Space whale. There's a privilege wrap two from privilege wrap two from the same company. Sargon covered it a bit on a second channel. Oh no. Oh, I didn't know there was a Wait, second. Was privilege he talking wrap. about the one that we showed? Yeah, if there's a privilege wrap too, so there's a second, there's basically a second double down if that's accurate, but I haven't seen the second one. I'll have to check that out oh, if that's true. I, I, I think that'll kill me. I don't, I think <laughs> I'll be the first person, the first documented death from cringe. Yeah, sure. Uh, Vivian Viswanathan, Chris Ray Gunn's response to ABC was dope. Check it out. Um, sure. Thank you. And then Dangerous Spaces, which I think is the last one. Isn't it disturbing that they complain that grown men visited a page for kids? You know, like fathers? <laughs> are they saying <laughs> yeah. they don't want parents to know what their kids are watching? They're coming yeah. from the perspective of, you know, their future of being single mothers if they aren't cat ladies. Yeah. Let me reload this really quick. Sure. Um, and then another one from Dangerous Spaces. Happy Easter, by the way. I bought an Easter bunny. And let me tell you, the eggs he lays don't taste nearly as good at, or as chocolatey as they look. Uh, and that's the last one. <laughs> well, Thank thanks. You so Happy much, Easter, guys. man. Yeah. Uh, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and, um, and get out of here, but, uh, we appreciate everybody, uh, in the live chat and the super chat, um, offering some thoughts on, I think some tougher than average issues to dissect tonight. I, I'm still a little confused on where I stand on some of them, but okay. we'll figure it out. And, um, if you're listening later on YouTube, um, and remember, if you're pissed off, pissed off at me, send an email to me. If you're pissed off at Blonde, send an email to Blonde. Yeah. Or the, but don't send me an email mad at Blonde and vice versa. We don't versa. share a brain, okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening on YouTube later uh, or in an audio platform, 
later. Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, if you can't get enough of this show and you'd like more, there is more material on the audio platforms. You get Wednesday's call-in show, uh, some other interviews we've done on other channels, things like that. Check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. And you can email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday, hopefully with Owen Benjamin. Uh, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We will see you then. Bye, guys. Have a good night.